Eins. <laughs> Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Now everybody knows, our, everybody knows our secret count-in thing because you did it twice. Way to go. That's fun, though. Cool Runnings is fun. You know what else is fun? The Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends oh. discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Mm, Each Tony. of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. Action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. Like that motorcycle. You won't see these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week on the podcast, it's Carly's pick. For Thanksgiving, just not. It's not a Thanksgiving movie. I misremembered it. You should do your own research, man. You can't trust me. <laughs> so, friends, my first slide. The Turns thing out is, this is a Christmas movie. The, the thing is, I, I thought he brought it for Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, I misremembered. The thing is, we can't, I thought it was funny. We can't really do Thanksgiving movies because there's only like four. Matter? As it's, long as somebody eats food with family, I think it counts as a Thanksgiving. Uh, well, my place of business is playing Christmas music, so I have no problem with yeah, Christmas see, music. Holiday, the holiday season, every store, yeah. even before Halloween, I would go in stores oh, and yeah, the Halloween section is after, gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, Halloween starts on the 5th of August. July. No, <laughs> day after 4th of July. 4th of July stuff goes clearance, Halloween comes out. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas starts September 1st. This is which this is we were talking about this at work because some some people are already complaining about the Christmas music. It's not every song; it's like every fifth song, and oh, so far it's all classic all. Christmas music. I'm loving it. I'm just it's fantastic. Well, yeah, that's great, but that's why have your plug. some people were complaining about it, and I'm like, you know, you probably wouldn't complain about it so much if there was quality holiday music for other holidays. If we had a month of St. Patrick's. Um, themed chanting, yes, <laughs> people would love that. Can well, I, I get more Halloween Murphy's. songs? Why can't Mariah Carey write a kick-ass Halloween tune that sparks off a whole genre? Because there she makes more... all the money on Christmas. Yeah, but there's more money to be made, and rich people never are like, that's enough. But there's more spooky-type songs than I realized, yeah. because our gym teacher had a whole Friday dance party the Friday before Halloween that was all spooky music, and I was like, I feel like this is wonderful. <laughs> I feel like there's old music that was spooky, but people don't write spooky themes or yeah. if they do, it's hard to tell because it's rap music or metal music and sometimes you can't understand the lyrics. It's Christmas time <laughs> in Hollis, Queens. But <laughs> but why isn't there, like, you know, songs about, I don't know, the other holidays? Flag Day. What are the good tunes about Flag Day? Actually, I made a joke about there being, not being 4th Hold of on, July I tunes. And then I, said, and then I said it's it worked. I'm like, well, there are, but they're all country and not everybody listens to country music. Well done. That is true. <laughs> well done. What? What's his joke? Oh, no. You, you I want to hear his joke. Okay. No. Whatever. Well, let's talk about this movie. Hmm? Yeah. So they're talking about Lord of the Rings. Oh, no. <laughs> I lost it already. I said more, more like Lord of the Boar Rings. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's only one return and it's of the Jedi? I don't care about Star Wars either. Or of the King? I know you don't care about either of them. I was tired of them. Yeah. Being so, like... Anyway, Monopolizing so let's talk about culture. Thanksgiving. I had an idea for my Thanksgiving pick. Since there are no Thanksgiving movies, how about I get a good Thanksgiving-themed TV show? We could do that episode. What? Slapsgiving? What? What do you think of that? Uh, you should have said that before I picked a thing. We could have done a whole month. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but I was thinking about episode. doing the Slapsgiving trilogy. 
So we could have done a Friends episode. The Thanksgiving episodes are the best. Could have done Twenty One Jump Street. Everyone's watching that. I was gonna do Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Do they have Thanksgiving episodes? I'm sure. I'm sure. In Beverly Hills? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. It was like seven seasons. Everybody had a Thanksgiving episode. You can Google best Thanksgiving TV Thanksgiving No, I'm putting you guys on the spot because I didn't bring this up, Francis, until right now. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I know what your pick is and I want you to do that movie. I'll do it later. No, do it now. I want to do the Slapsgiving trilogy. What do you think? It's not even your turn. Carly, what's this movie? I really... I'm picking the Don't care, John. Board. You do what you want. The Family Stone from 2005. Hey. It is a Christmas movie about a family <laughs> whose last name is Stone. Yep. Which Tony did not realize. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm in the Family Stone? Well, I didn't realize it until like, towards the end. I'm like, oh, it's the Family Stone because of the, the, the ring. And then Carl's like, no, it's because their last name. I was like, like last also. Not- I didn't oh, say no. I is. said also. That makes sense. It's- I was going to say because they practically stoned her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did get stoned. Mm-hmm. She right. did get stoned. Yeah. So this movie came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. I saw it when it was new. I thought I owned it. Turns out I didn't. We paid to rent it twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bummer. Second time was only 25 cents because I had so many credits. But, <laughs> but still. Bummer. I've seen, I don't know when I saw this. I think I saw this on HBO. I saw it when it was new and I hadn't seen it all the way through since. I wish I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Save your thoughts for <laughs> Do you? Or specific we'll see. points? Um, so it was written and directed by Thomas Bazooka. Bazinga. Bazooka. Yeah. What else did he write? Yeah, uh, he also wrote and directed Big Eden, Monte Carlo, and Let Him Go. And welcome back to the podcast. He was a writer on the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Wow. I love the Guernsey Literary and Jake Gyllenhaal Society. <laughs> yeah. Nobody loves that. Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't in that. <laughs> that was another movie with problematic romance. My mother loved that movie. She's Did like, you hear, you've seen it? I'm like, I wish I had. Did you hear about what happened to, um, since we're talking about the movie, what was, uh, God damn it, what was that movie with uh, 16 again or 17 again or whatever that I did? Yeah, What's with Zac Efron? Zac Efron. Love him. Did you hear about Zac Efron? No, what happened to him? He has like a really like big face now, mm-hmm. kind of a bigger face, and it's like, oh, well, he's getting older and he's getting fatter and stuff, and so people were talking to him about it. And he, was like, and he didn't say anything for like the longest time. And then finally he came out and he goes, no. He was doing something at his house and he fell and hit his jaw on something and tore, almost tore his jaw and off. And had to have reconstructive had to surgery? Had reconstructive surgery and it's all like changed now. And people are like, oh, oh my we're, God, not we're sorry. <laughs> now we thought, we're you, just we thought you were really getting old. <laughs> I just saw a video of him because he's jacked to the gills right now. Yeah. Because he's, he's doing a wrestling um, movie or something. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Von Eric movie. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's a deep pull. Like I don't see that movie making, <coughs> being like a big blockbuster. But, I don't okay. know. I just Maybe think it's it, a good independent film, though. Well, he's a better actor than people. But he give got him huge for. Him. <coughs> yeah, like he put on a lot of muscle. You're right. Him. His face did get bigger, but yeah. not in like like this is old him and this is new him. It's oh, not yeah. like. Let me see. It's probably just it's, from certain angles or something. I guess I, don't, could, I didn't really notice. The bottom one has old him and new filled out as he got older. I can understand why people. He still looks good. He's got a hell of a jawline. Michelle Pfeiffer would still hit it. Uh, Zac Efron is very handsome. He is. And I think he's underrated as an actor. He has more range than people give him credit for. All right. Well, we have a lot of welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, there's movie. a lot of cool people. <coughs> like every single person who I wrote down is a welcome back to the podcast. Excellent. Go through the list. Dermot Mulroney. We love him. From Young Guns and Must Love Dogs and The Wedding Date. Fourth appearance. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. The wedding date? Yes. We did oh, the wedding God. Day. When the hell did that happen? It was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> there was a preview for the wedding date, and I'm like, oh, we should watch that movie. It's good. 
Yes, but sometimes before I pick a movie, I go and I scroll back through. We've done more episodes than Cheers. Well, it's been four years, almost five at this point, I think. And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, welcome back to the podcast from Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. Footloose. We didn't do that. (laughs) We haven't done Footloose? No. Why do I think we did Footloose? Why don't you change it? I don't know why you think we did Footloose. Does it even qualify? Because you like that movie. I've never seen Footloose. You never saw Kevin Bacon? No. You need to change your Thanksgiving pick to Footloose right now, sir. (laughs) If it qualifies, I'm 100% doing Footloose now. I will give it a pass. Diane Keaton, welcome back to the podcast from Father of the Bride and Book Club. That movie's so good. Craig T. Nelson, also Book Club. Yeah. And... No, we didn't do Devil's Advocate. I was yet. like, I, I didn't see anything else. <laughs> no, because that's one of those movies and that I have like on the list. And we didn't do the Thanksgiving episode of Coach. <laughs> <laughs> but we should. Oh, come on, that'd be a lot more fun. God, you know what? If we were going to do Thanksgiving episodes of TV shows, I would try Christmas. to find a Thanksgiving episode of Trapper John MD. Because every time you go through somebody's IMDb of one of these older actors, they've all done bit parts on Trapper John MD. <laughs> come on, let me do the Slapsgiving. No. What? I'll do one friends, one how I met your mother, and one coach. No. Jesus, that's that's that a long that's a weird episode. They're like twenty minutes long, so Claire Danes, welcome back to the podcast from Stardust. Yes. Rachel McAdams, welcome back to the podcast from Eurovision Song Contest. Yep. And Luke Wilson Wilson, welcome back to the podcast from Playing It Cool. I did not remember. He's also in Charlie's Angels. And Charlie's Angels. <laughs> he, I was like, Playing It Cool. He was in that? I need to watch that again. That was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. But I still only watch Terrible it the people one in that time. movie, though. Again, people who are just doing bad things to each other. <clears throat> I really feel like that Tony should watch that movie all the time because it really has that writer's group feel. And I would feel I like it. Makes me want to take my copy of um, Love and Time of Cholera and, and not read it. Somewhere. I just leave it somewhere. <laughs> and right inside, it's my art. It's my art. <laughs> You'd have to. All right. Well, I do have a copy of that book. Thank you very much. Did very well. Its budget was estimated at eighteen million dollars, and its worldwide gross was almost ninety-three. It did do good. Million dollars. I did not write down what our our the Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes were, but um, they were Metacritic was just under sixty. It was like fifty-eight. I have two movies. You do. Shocking. Actually, only one showed up on my Google Doc. Tony goes, it says two reviews, but there's only one. I'm like, Shit. I swear I put two on there. <laughs> what? She didn't get her reviews. Metacritic was 56. All right. I knew it was just under 60. It's Rotten so, Tomatoes. I'm curious. I have one on my paper and one on my phone. It's just, and it's the same one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cadwallater said, this movie fails at everything it tries to do. I would give it a 0 out of 10 if I could. It fails as a comedy, as a drama, as everything. The characters are so cliche and hackneyed, it's unbelievable. Uh, There hardly seems to be a coherent plot, and what there is is of one is a waste of time. Of course everything turns out super duper okay in the end. I literally physically rolled my eyes at the bus scene. It is so cliche, and at the very ending is supposed to be bittersweet. But it's just way too predictable. Pass this movie by if you value your time. Uh, One out of ten. You got a 52 tomometer and a 63 audience on the Rotten Tomatoes. So it's right there. (laughs) On the other hand, Calm Water Pictures 20. Actually, no. Calm Water Pictures on 20 December 2005. (laughs) Said people just don't get it. It's amazing how creating a film that doesn't fit the usual formula can put off so many people. I suppose that's an indication that Hollywood is dumbing their audiences with a lot of shallow crap. But then again, there is a market for it. (laughs) 
This film is not in that category. This is a surprising film that deals with life and realism. A lot of people in the bad reviews were like, this is so unrealistic, I couldn't stand it. I actually feel it's pretty realistic. <laughs> Part, um, parts of it. <laughs> not all of it. Parts of it. So, anyways. What did you think? Going in? Elaine. Well, I misremembered it because I was pretty sure you brought her home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I remember enjoying it. And so I suggested it to you because you hadn't picked a movie. And I thought, I just thought for sure this was Thanksgiving. I was 100% wrong. <laughs> Been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But I remember enjoying this movie, so I was happy to watch it again. And it had been a while. What did you think, Tony? I had never heard of this movie in a, any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, we'll watch this. All right, John, what do you think? I didn't recall it when you mentioned it, but I'm pretty, after watching it, I'm pretty sure I've seen it because I remember having these feelings about these characters. So this movie... Or it's very similar to every other one of these movies. So this movie happened, like, they were in the sixth season of Sex and the City when this came out. the last one? Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker took this role because it was so different from Carrie. Yeah. And I think that that... And I'm sure I saw this on HBO, and I think that that's why. Because at the time, I really liked that show. I don't mm. like that show now. Mm. I cannot... Some I things you just to rewatch it. Some things you can't go back to because then they're just really annoying. Why are you making these choices? Because they were young. And I stupid. did like and it why, when it was new. And why does Samantha have to be so vulgar? It's okay if you're lo- that type of person, but she's so vulgar about it. Now it bothers me. I've become very weird. <laughs> I don't. I'll read any kind of romance novel ever. But I don't ever want to watch anyone have sex on TV. <laughs> I'll read about people having sex. And I don't care how much sex they're having or how filthy it is. <laughs> but I don't ever want to look at it. <laughs> it's a real I, weird distinction. Tony and I had a conversation this week, or last week, because uh, Tessa Bailey's new book is a menage. Uh-huh. And he was like, what does that mean? I was like, well, it depends on how the letters are arranged. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, MFM? <laughs> yeah. Or MMF? Or FFM? Or FMF? It really depends how the letters are arranged. That tells you, are we crossing swords or not? Yeah. It, it could just be MMM. Yeah. It could be MMM. It could be FFM. Anyways. That was a good book. Do you really call that a daisy chain? I was like, it's Tessa Bailey, though, so I bet we're crossing swords. I bet. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet, too. I, I bet, too. Anyways. How'd we get off track here? Uh, we're not off track. We're just on a different track. I'm just saying, I don't ever, I'll read it, but I don't ever want to look at it, which is this weird thing that's happened to me in my 40s. So I I'm becoming a very odd then. person. Man. So I put on Game of Thrones and it got real awkward. <laughs> I really have a hard, well, I don't like Game of Thrones in general, but I really have a hard time watching... Leaners. Yeah, Boobies. I don't want to see people fucking. I don't know. get their, their manhood chopped off. I don't want to see that either. That's awkward. Especially for right. So, this movie. No, when later Ramsey had the sausage, he was wagging yeah. it. That was fucking mean. That was fucked up. <laughs> we have Meredith, who Sorry, is your stereotypical <laughs> businesswoman who does not believe that Christmas is a good enough reason to give. Or take time off, just like Nick Cage in last year's Christmas movie. Yep. <laughs> she continues to take calls and make demands of her employees while her boyfriend Everett shops for last-minute gifts. 
They're headed to Everett's family home for the holidays. And they are very loving like physically affectionate with each other this family a little bit like i was like oh that's a lot <laughs> but that's just how they are i like it i like it too it's just I'm a not very, my experience well i'm a very affectionate person i wish people around me were like <laughs> um everett's brother thad and his partner patrick are there we see how happy Everett's parents are to see them, and everyone still is. Would you like to way. talk about Patrick and Thad, hun? What about them? They're gay. That is gay. Death. And Patrick is black. Yeah. John's they like. They check a lot of boxes. John said, "What year is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, too. What year did this, this come out?" Mike, these guys. All right. First of all, this is not true because according to all these people now, this stuff has never happened before, and this is like twenty years ago. It's amazing. They check a lot of boxes. Way to go. I do know. I, the the most unbelievable thing to me about their storyline is that they were able to adopt a child in 2005. Yeah. They, <laughs> well, and, like, thought, I don't like, know if marriage was legal wherever they lived in 2005, but it wasn't legal Bedford, in Bedford, somewhere in Connecticut, I think. <laughs> I think Connecticut was one of the earlier adopters of games. But, uh, but I'm like, yeah. Very, um, I think it was. I don't know about adoption. Because I know it's a very difficult thing to do now. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I think they went up to Connecticut. Did they? Well, it was like Connecticut and Hawaii was always so. on the sitcom. Look, here's the thing that bothered me about that. It's like a and circle. It doesn't bother me at all because of whatever. I mean, but I feel like when they were writing this character, they were like, well, how many things can we get in this character? Like, if one of the kids needed to be deaf, did it really need to be the same one that was gay and in the interracial relationship? Why couldn't they just have spread those things out nope. across the different kids? You pack kids? them into one. <laughs> that would have been more realistic. Nope, you pack them into one. Do you remember that episode of Modern Family where they're, like, trying to get Lily into a school and they realize that they're the least special family because they're just two gay white dudes and their adopted Asian daughter. <laughs> I do and remember like, that. that's not going to get us in. <laughs> I do remember that. We're not special anymore. <laughs> but I do feel like not that, and I mean, they don't, other than the one scene that we'll talk about when it happens, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it all feels very natural. So it's not like it's anything at all. Yeah. But um, I just thought it was an odd choice that they made him. And also he's deaf. Mm-hmm. And if that actor is apparently deaf. Yeah. And so, I mean. I mean, he probably auditioned and he liked him and he said, fuck it, the character's deaf. You know, <laughs> sometimes yeah. it happens. All right, then we see Everett's sister Amy arrive. And I really thought she was a college student based on the fact that she gets a laundry basket yeah. out of her yeah, car. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> no, they say later she's a teacher. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I really thought she was a college student who was just coming home for college kind of late. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have a washing machine in her building. Maybe not. <laughs> um, she uh, is an she, asshole. She tells the family about how she hates Meredith, Everett's girlfriend, because she is uptight, stiff, and doesn't shut up. Also, she has this gross throat-clearing tick that is unbearable. <clears throat> That's basically all of this. She does it when she she's does, nervous. When she's nervous. Which, that would be really annoying. But also, sometimes you don't really notice those annoying things. No. Especially once you get to know a person. Either they don't do it as often, or you just don't hear it anymore. Like, my laughing. Yeah, Some my people are laughing. very annoyed by it. You laugh? I do. Laugh or John's limp. But she doesn't laugh because she... I have one arm. <laughs> Carly doesn't really laugh because well, she finds things funny, vibrating. though. She just laughs for emphasis. Like To be fair, half of the time it's vibrating as me. I know. <laughs> 
What are you doing? Stop texting each other while we're doing the podcast. I'm not texting him. I'm not texting him either. Tell Vic and Will to stop. we are texting the same people. So, Tony went to make a bagel this morning. Uh And while he was gone, I think I heard his phone chime at least... 25 times. And it was like, whoa. Elaine told me she whoa. wants to read the group so, no, text no, no. and see what we talked about. That's not about. what like, I said. Really not gonna she be really don't want to. There was a meme <laughs> really about, dumb. there was a meme that he showed me about a wife checking a husband's phone in the mm-hmm. other room or something like that. And he says, do you check my phone? And I'm like, no, I have no interest in, and I'm like, no, I don't check your phone. I don't really care. And then I said, although sometimes I'm curious about what it is that you guys have to say so much about, because I don't have that much to say about anything. Well, that, I mean, maybe, but like, I don't text anyone about hardly anything. If ever there's a lull in conversation, you just have to say the words U.S. And agent. In, and, it'll and, you guys are, and you guys are talking in multiple different text chains about different topics, the same topic. It's ridiculous. 90% of it is and uh, then, John will see something funny or I will see something funny and we send it to each other. And the other 10% of it is everybody on our text chain has one thing they like that everyone else doesn't like. And they want to argue about it. And then, and then I was I like, like, "U.S. agent." Oh God, here it and comes. Then I said, we all argue and about I did. It. I said, "I mean, I know a lot of it's just U.S. agent." And then <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Because Apparently, I don't Vic care. Vic is obsessed with U.S. agent. <laughs> That's right, Vic. I said obsessed. I don't know. Does he listen? Maybe. Yeah, he does. Is he behind? Is he like DJ? Where he'll no, hear he just this sometimes to, next year. He listens to. Episodes. He's not gonna listen to this one. Nah. He no, this movie. He listens to ones that he knows. We can talk Maybe shit he should. All about in this whole episode. Ooh, let's have some fun. Maybe he should listen to this episode. Maybe this is a great movie that him and his wife could watch together and have something to talk about. Could be. I don't. I don't know what know. they talk about. I don't know that much about his life. Um, I just know he really likes U.S. Agent. Oh shit. Ben, t- ben told Vic, well, told everybody that the US agent Hello, ben. was insecure. <laughs> you can just put it on silent. Wow. Just, uh, just ben is going to tell Vic that we were talking shit about him in this episode. Because <laughs> ben, ben has t- said before, he likes my episodes because I bring up movies he's never seen before. <laughs> he likes that. <laughs> he always likes my Instagram posts, and I appreciate that. So I always like his Instagram posts. Can we talk about this movie for a minute? <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Come on, whatever. Audra doesn't care. All right. Our other loyal listener. Hi, Audra and Ken. They just celebrated their anniversary. Happy they anniversary. Did. Way to go. Congrats. Everett's other sister is heavily pregnant, and her name is Susanna. <clears throat> Who's barely she in the movie. She arrives with yeah. her daughter. Yeah, you, I was You really... forget she's in the movie until she, like, pops in. They and really, and they has used... a mystery they don't explain. They used every other character except for her. Yeah. Like, she didn't need to be there. She's a, clearly the and least famous person in the movie, too. It kind well, of feels the whole time like she's about to get divorced, yeah, but not. But not. Yeah. Uh, Tony and I were talking about this morning because we, we did not watch this movie no. together. And there was like three or four things in this movie. I'm like, I need to know what like, happened. What was because up with that other work. sister, the pregnant one? He's like, the whole time I thought something is wrong. Something is they wrong. They say something happens. about her one time. And I'm like, what? I don't remember. There was like four things in it. She cleared three of them up, but... I was like, there's something with her because they say something. The dad shoots her a look or something, and they give her like a little pat or something. I'm like, so is she getting a divorce? Or they never really talk about the hu- the husband's job. At least say what his yeah. job is. What's the hell? Yeah, nothing's going on with him. Why he can't he come end. till 4:30 on Christmas Day? But she can come Christmas Eve. Why didn't she just wait with him and come with him? It doesn't. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Well, because they all know their mom is dying, yeah. except for Everett apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't figured it out yet because he's not paying attention. Know, right? Supposedly, I but know. I think they all. She doesn't seem like she knows, but like the oldest one definitely knows. I think on some level they were. When she, they, we watched them kind of figure it out. When she climbs in bed with her mom, her yeah. mom says, "Who else knows?" So she clearly knew. 
Anyways, um, she's very pregnant. Her husband isn't with her. He'll come Christmas Day at 4.30. Exactly 4.30. Oh. And he comes in a suit, so he's some kind of high-powered businessman. Susanna has spoken to Meredith on the phone I mean, he and found her Sure, he could be Yakuza. <laughs> so, of the whole family, two, the, the two sisters have met or spoken to Meredith. Amy hated her. They went out to dinner in New York City one night, and Amy hated her, and Susanna found her to be a little curt. Um, finally, Everett and Meredith arrive, and Meredith avoids a hug from his father, but then gets one anyway. I just thought it was so funny. This whole introduction of her to the family, the dad is very huggy, and she's like, scooping out, scooping yeah. out, and then he gets her anyway, and then when they go inside, he's like, let's take a picture, and she scoots out. <laughs> I some people person. are huggy, huggy, you know? Yeah. Well, some people have boundaries. It's now, important. I will hug, like, if your mom came and she wanted to hug me, I'd hug her. Even five years ago, before we ever thought we were going to get married, I would have hugged your mom. Because oh, she I, wanted to hug me. I pretty much hug anybody that wants to hug me. I yeah. don't give a shit. I feel shit. like I want to hug it's you. It's not true. Just, <laughs> just to see where the line is. Who, me? Yeah, no, both of you. <laughs> I, I, I love hugging of, people. I know a lot of Nobody people Nobody ever hug wants hugs. Like, as a grown-up, I, I hug you at least once every day. Well, John likes hugs. <laughs> Jail wants all of you. None of you want to hug the dog. But once your hugs. kids grow up, you don't, there's no one to hug anymore. You hug your dogs. You hug your husband. I hug girls at work when they're having bad days, but I'm a hugger, and nobody ever wants a hug. My mom hugs me every time I see her, even though mom we see each other at least once a week. She even, hug, she even hugs me once a week. My mom, if you, you could sit next to my mom on the couch and put your head in her lap, and she'd just rub your head. Oh, wow. That's I'm, the kind of house I grew I've up in. I've never tried that with my mom. That seems a little far. <laughs> I would do that. I do that to John. That's how I get John to snuggle with me, because he grew up in a house that didn't involve hugs. Them to be fox. If I want snuggle time, then I have to rub his head. There's no hugs like that. My dad is not a hugger. <laughs> That's what? unfortunate because I feel like your dad would be a good he hugger. Would be a great hugger. But I feel like this move, this is Aaron a hugger. Really I feel like Aaron would be a good hugger. We haven't gotten the fucking door yet. Oh, she isn't with me, but that doesn't mean she isn't. No, I feel like she would be a good my hugger. My sisters and I don't hug each other. We all hug my mom. <laughs> well, Jessica doesn't seem like a hugger, but Aaron seems like she would give really good hugs. You know what? Next time I see Aaron, I'm gonna give her a hug. I will say Jessica really loves. Hugging and cuddling with her children. Yes. But she doesn't. But then your hugs. children are gone and you have all these hugs that you can't give out anymore. <laughs> Who is out there to hug? But Jessica's favorite thing is when Timmy lays with her. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No, so <laughs> really large teddy bear. I mean, not like Iron Man 3. That's obnoxious. That's like, like every once in a while, Gwen would come in the house and um, when she was in the trailer, she would come in the house and we would sit and we would snuggle and watch TV. And it was like the greatest thing ever. I want to snuggle. All the time, and I don't really care who with, but it's especially good when it's my kids. Just good to know you're just. Uh, Gwen would still snuggle with me even as a. What if it's like some random? Not snuggle with me, although he does let me hey, hug listen, him for an obnoxiously amount. But if it's a random lady who's just walking down the street, would you hug some random lady? Uh, does she look clean? Yes, she's clean. Yes, I once. Does she need a hug? Yes. I went. Then yeah, 100%. needed to go to Rite Aid. Hundo P. And didn't get out of the car uh, because there were people. It means a hundred percent. No, no, BDE Hundo P. No, BDE means big dick energy, but Hundo P means a hundred percent. Hundo P. Anyways, I once went to a Rite Aid and didn't get out of the car and drove away because people were giving out free hugs to oh, everybody no, who I walked in, and I was like, nope. <laughs> no. Carly left the store. Like, you could have just said I no, thanks. I the parking lot 
saw what was happening and drove away. <laughs> you could have just said no, thank you. They I'll probably would have just let you but go. But I would be one of those people that goes to pride parades with the T-shirt that says "Free hugs from your mom." Hmm? <laughs> just because I, I like to give hugs. All right, so hug whore. When they get inside, what? Everett <laughs> introduces her to everyone. So. Is that wrong? Not a, that's not okay. No. No. She's hugmiscuous. <laughs> hugmiscuous girl, wherever you are. So, anyways, are very get Timberland on the phone. I got an idea. Some people just need a really long hug. It makes everything better. That's true. Yesterday when we were in the kitchen and I hugged you, and you hugged me before you we went to work, and it was lovely. Okay. And we both wished that we had won the Mega Millions or the Powerball, <laughs> so that we didn't have to go to work. It was wonderful. Hugs are good. Oh, you oh, no. That's never wanted. <laughs> I'm going to wear a shirt that says, Free Sean Archers from your mom. <laughs> People would ask you so many questions. Yes. Or no and as soon as they say, What's a Sean Archer? You Sean Archer them. Ah, you have to touch people's faces. <laughs> I'd rather hug people than touch their faces. And then you're going to get the same look every time. Did you just touch my face? You violent. Oh, man. So they're supposed to make a sequel to that. And if they don't touch faces, I'm walking out. Yeah. <laughs> I think they will so, because people, so many people have commented on that weird ass thing. So Meredith is awkward and uncomfortable and nervous. Yeah. And she's very, she speaks very loudly to Thad because she knows he's hard of hearing. And but, they immediately and make him not like her. Shouting. But he has hearing aids yeah. on. Which makes me think that he can hear some. Mm -hmm. Then she doesn't need, he doesn't need you to yell at him then. Uh, She's just awkward. There's a girl at work that. who's losing her hearing, and you know what she likes? When we talk loud. <laughs> so, so it's an honest mistake, though, that I'm sure has yeah. happened many yeah. times, and yeah. all they need is, and he could have told her in the car. You know. Yeah, but he it's, hears it's, well enough. It's fake movie tension. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you would give every if you had this family going on. I mean, we, you would you would give them the breakdown. You know, you're like, look, my brother's. Can't hear that if well. I was Don't taking, scream at him, but please talk up or if or you know, look at him when you're talking sure you're to him so he can line, read yeah. your lips or something. My mom and dad are like this. My brother, sister. But yeah. I would be like, don't you don't need to talk loud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just talk in a normal voice. He has hearing aids. He can't hear you. Or it doesn't matter how loud or quiet you are. He can't hear you. He just reads your lips. So just make sure you're make looking sure you're directly looking at him. Yeah. But that because the thing would be. I would talk louder because I know he's hard of hearing. Yeah. So you would uh, you would tell that person ahead of time. And if you're freaked out because you're meeting your boyfriend's family, his whole family on Christmas, this is a big fucking deal. Yeah. That's definitely something he should have fucking told you. Mm -hmm. But it's fake movie attention. Yes. So then they go to unpack, and Meredith is horrified to learn that she and Everett will be sharing a room in his parents' house and insists on sleeping elsewhere, which everybody thinks is ridiculous. <laughs> I know because the the mother goes. What she doesn't think that I know you screw. <laughs> like, but she say screw. The family, they're kind. Of, the mom's kind of hippie ish. Like, yeah, she's like whatever. I don't care. But, but she's like, I cannot sleep with you in your in your mom's house. I know. They're grown ups. I can see like if you're like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, maybe. But you're like grown ups. I completely what do you think they are like thirty. Understand this though. Like thirty. But it makes people uncomfortable. They so not me. But I completely understand how she could feel uncomfortable because it 
feels well, yeah. weird to have your parents, to have your boyfriend's parents thinking about you have sex, even you as a grown up. But you just go, look, mom, we're not going to be banging while at Christmas. But Second of all, there's 70,000 people staying here and we have four bedrooms. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that's what, can you understand why it make her uncomfortable? Out of curiosity. I, I can, but I also think the age level of them should kind of take away something. You're not 22. Yeah. You're 35. Yeah. Presume something like that, yeah. you know. Like, and if you're banging, we're gonna hear it, and it's gonna. If we're you're gonna say something, if you're that's a 35 year old bringing your significant other yeah. home for Christmas, ev- then you're gonna sleep in the same room yeah. most likely. Yes. <laughs> but, well, my thing is, but I can't understand. I can understand why she would find it uncomfortable, and I was wondering yes. if that was one, like one of those men versus women things, just the way our I brains can, work. I can understand it. I think part of the reason why I can understand it. Is because I'm not from New England. I'm from the Bible Belt. <laughs> but the two boys but, are and I was together. raised always with this idea that yeah. you go to your well, significant other's house, they're, they're going to force you to sleep apart. You know, like <laughs> it's kind but of like ingrained in my brain. This is the thing. I feel like if she had this, like he would again, he should have known that they were going to be put in the same room, and he would have known that she was the type of person. You would think that would have a big problem with this because it made her super uncomfortable or feel disrespectful towards his parents or mm-hmm. any. You think he would be aware of this, which maybe that's just they do it just to show that he has no idea who she is as a real person, even though they've been <laughs> together for however long they've been together. Yeah. Or you just have the you just have him talk to the mom about it, so you know. Like the whole family makes this huge deal out of it. Like and she oh. ends up taking Amy's room, and Amy has to. I feel like my couch, mother would make a big deal about it. Like, why don't you want to sleep here. with my son? Amy was already very vocal about how she hated her, and now she hates her even more. Which, there's no way... Why does she have to steal her room? I'm sorry. There's no way. If you don't want to sleep in my bed, you're sleeping on the couch. Yeah, but... Is that going to slam? Sorry, listener. Oh, it wasn't that loud. You're welcome. There's no way she (laughs) should have been put in Amy's room. She should have been put on the couch herself, or gone to the hotel right away. Or sleep on the floor. Or Everett would have said, well, you take my room and I'll sleep on the couch. And she would have been like, well, I don't want you to sleep on the couch. I'm being ridiculous. We'll just stay in the same room. Or Amy Everett can sleep with her. could have slept in Ben's room. Yeah. Or something. You know, like, there was... Yeah. It was Or weird... with his parents in their bed. I don't wow. know why. This is so weird. This they seem like that type of family. <laughs> we're never getting through this movie. No, we're not. This is sleep talk. Anyway. You know, this is a lot of movie. Let's just... I have a lot of thoughts. It's no awesome. shit. I know. We're, like, in the opening credits still. We're, like, 45 minutes into so the podcast. So, Meredith's sister calls, and she talks to her about how, she, how everybody hates her. And then she goes and makes sure that Everett's not mad at her, and they're good. And then Ben arrives. He is apparently the wild brother who missed his two earlier flights and likes to smoke pot and is told that clothing is not optional this year at Christmas because they have company. Uh, Did he let his freak flag fly? And he seems taken with Meredith. I feel like it is love at first sight. For him. For him. He sees her and he is like, his fucking timer went off. Is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> he, he saw her and his timer went off and he was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> my brother's here with the woman of my dreams. <laughs> Which is funny because later Check it out. happens again. Yeah. Both of these brothers' timers go off in this movie. Yeah. Um, and much like in timer, it's kind of infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith gives a very long-winded portrayal of how she and Everett met when they both happened to be in the Hong Kong area. That apparently lasts all through dinner and later through the night, through the evening. It's a very long story. Later, the kids all play charades, and Meredith does not want to take a turn, but they insist. 
and Amy chooses her movie to and act Amy out. fucked her over. <laughs> and then accuses her of pointing to Patrick for the fourth word, which is black, and Meredith insists that she was not pointing and leaves the room. And Tony noticed later on in the movie, at another point, she points. Whenever she gets really, really nervous, she points. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a thing she does. I, I and like, I saw it too. Like it's almost like she maybe has you know how uh, like what's tick. his name has that problem with his hands. Uncle uh, Billy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Nighy. But, but Uncle Billy. <laughs> but it's almost as if, because I watched her hands at certain yeah. point too. It's almost as if Sarah Jessica Parker has some like just her resting hands are resting always hands. like She's a little kind bit of yeah. Does like, she feel it in her fingers? I don't know. Maybe she doesn't feel it in her fingers, and that's the problem. Thanksgiving all didn't. around us. And I will say, I oh how the I've never gone. Wow, I think to we're on to a Tony's here. family event. What happened? That's now? Never happened. Wait, what? Now? You were I at one. It, it was called happen. his wedding. His none of his family members came. <laughs> his family is I'm talking about Tony's family, not friends. That's very different. I've never been to a Tony's family event. Me neither. Unless you, count, <laughs> unless you count when your mom what? and her husband visited and we went out to dinner Wait. with your mom, her husband, your nana, and the two of us. And then we played that's about as, She's been that's, to two of your family's funerals, so. though. That's true. But that's it. probably be more. It. So I'm like, I... But I, with my ex-husband, I, his family did a whole thing on Christmas Eve. Uncles, cousins, everybody. So at grandma and grandpa's house. Out. Everybody got he's together. Nobody spent the night, but everybody Did you came. ever meet him? I've seen him once. And I will yeah. tell you, if they're playing a game, so I don't want to play. You know, like, I, I did feel very much like an outsider. Like, I'll sit so, here and watch. I mean, I want to. And I'll guess, but I don't want to take a turn. a lot of girlfriends on Christmas houses. So, John, yeah. when we were playing Trivial Pursuit, and right. my sister grabbed the game board and stomped out of the room because me and my brother were fighting, how mm-hmm. awkward was that for you? I thought it was like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> You've met my family, right? I know. Like, usually we don't have <laughs> a get-together unless somebody's like, fighting. I don't want to take a turn. I'll sit here and I'll call out what I think you're playing, but I'm more a spectator. I'm not involved in this. <laughs> my family fights constantly, so for me, that's normal. If mine does no, that's what my family does. We drink and we fight things. And they're also really short, too. So anyway, I can totally understand I'm why she didn't want to take people. a turn and why she no, was very nervous take a turn either. she did take a turn. And then there's my Well, son. there's one they took the picture <laughs> earlier win. and they forced her into the corner so she wasn't in it. Like, yeah. that was weird. No, because we do that in my family, too. Because you don't know how long they're going to be there and you, it's easier to cut well, them I would, the end. Well, I would not have tried to get in that family picture. No, because it's easy because they're it on was, the end and you can just cut it them out. It was weird how they just like kind of forgot she was there. It was weird. Also, it's really hard to cut Elaine out of pictures because she's like a foot taller than everybody else in my family. So she sticks out. <laughs> Why are you trying to cut me out of pictures? You're not cut out of any pictures. Why are you trying to cut me out We're of pictures? We're not divorced. You're not cut out of any pictures. That's when you get cut out of pictures is when you get Who divorced. Was oh, was that work? And I was doing their spiel asking them if they wanted to open the credit card. And the woman said, I'm going for a divorce through a divorce, so I can't open any credit cards. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. She's like, I'm sure you know how that is. And I'm like, no, I've never been divorced. <laughs> But I didn't want to brag, so I just left it at that. You're like, no, I'm crushing marriage. <laughs> I'm winning. I chose well. Whoops. I know how to make shit work. Sorry Did I about say you. That out loud? Like so, my husband doesn't had a date. Anyways, Everett goes upstairs he's stuck. and Meredith tells him that she feels like he's starting to see what they see and think that she is ridiculous. And he's like, No, I don't feel like way. 
So before they go to bed, Everett's parents talk about how they don't understand what Everett is doing with Meredith. His mom is like, he's going to ask me for the ring, and I don't want to give it to him because I don't want him to give it to Meredith. And his dad is like, she's a fine woman, that, that, but she doesn't seem to know her or trust herself very much. And he's worried that the same might be true of Everett. I like the dad's take on it. Like, the mom is like, well, she's awful. He can't marry her. And the dad is like, no, she's fine. But the problem is that it's, if she's unsure, then that means he's unsure. Mm-hmm. I like the dad's more thoughtful take. They never really say what he does. Is he some kind of he's an professor? He's an architect. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like he... I thought he was a professor. I thought he was a professor. Until they said he was an architect. I, think I he missed just, that. I think he just gives that... Um, what do you call it? Like Persona. he's kind of thoughtful and yeah. philosophical. He's, he's fairly well-dressed through the whole thing and mm-hmm. very... Very calm, gentlemen. Yeah. The next morning, Meredith offers to trade off sleeping on the couch with Amy, who is like, don't sweat it. And Meredith is like, look, I don't no know doubt eating cereal, what I did to you, Amy, but you clearly don't like me, and I don't care. And Amy's like, of course you do. That was a baller of a line. <laughs> a I don't sick, care what you think. Sick do. burn. Yeah. Because you never tell people that, like, if you say the words, I don't care what you think, that means you care what I think. <laughs> and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> because if you didn't really care, you wouldn't have said it. And Meredith is like, you know what? You're I'm done? not going to stay in this house with all these people that hate me anymore. And she goes to stay at an inn. Um, she claims it's because she has a bad back. And no, she's got a bad front. It's not working for her. And Everett goes inside and hey, chastises oh. the family for treating her poorly and asks them to remember that however they feel about her, she's someone who's important to him and they need to get used to it. Also, she called her sister, who's going to come stay with her at the inn, and imagine how she must have felt to do all this to get away from them. (laughs) And to give a buffer. While that is happening, Ben goes outside, gives her a cup of coffee, and tells her he had a dream about it. Always what you want to hear is that she's like, no, no. Okay. No. He's also standing there in sweatpants with oh, one yeah. level at the window. Oh my god, like presenting yeah. his penis in her face. He's got the superhero bulge and he keeps rock, rock, rocking his uh, back like he's, like, when he's talking and he's like back, <laughs> coming closer to her. It's it is funny. hilarious and uncomfortable. <laughs> She's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So they go to check in at the end. Everett's dad holds a family meeting while they're gone. And it's like, look, we are we have to do better about we need to not be judgmental toward her. And when her sister comes, we're going to be nice. This is a judgment free zone. Everybody's welcome. His mom is like or the mom is like, I'm worried about he's going to ask me for the ring. He's going to ask me for the ring. And Susanna is like, shut up about the ring. <laughs> and Ben is like, look, I don't understand what you guys don't like about her. She's wonderful. And they're like. Can we vote him off the island? And they're like, but he can't marry her. And he's like, no, of course he can't marry her. They don't love each other. And and they're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I can tell. They don't love each other. It's because he's in love with her. I mean, his love timer went off. He knows. <laughs> he knows this is the girl for him. She doesn't know it, but he knows it. It's a weird twist in this movie. <laughs> Got that BDE hundo Then we uh, cut to Everett asking his mom for the ring. And she's like, no. You can't have it. <laughs> and he's like, look, you told me when I was dating 
So Christineth. And she's like, she's like, I loved Christineth. Why didn't you marry her? My new favorite like, character in this movie is Christineth. This is about how you promised me this ring. And she's like, I don't care what I said then. I liked your girlfriend then. I don't like her. She's not getting the ring. And uh, which I also can understand this. Like, <laughs> oh, I hate her, and I don't want it to work out, so I don't want her to have this piece of jewelry. Hmm? Or I don't want her taking my ring if she just tells you to piss off. But it's her yeah. mother's ring, so There's... it's not even like her. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a hard, it's a weird. I never have understood the whole family heirloom ring, but maybe it's because I don't come from a family that has stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It annoys me that my mom uh, wants to give... Jeff, her wedding set in case he ever gets married when I'm the only one that wears jewelry. <laughs> but at the same time, I understand. It's annoying, but I understand. Like, it does, it's always seemed kind of weird to me that you would give it to the oldest son so that he could give it to his wife instead of giving it to your daughter, your daughter who understands <laughs> the heirloom value of yeah. it. Yes. This woman, who is not a member of your family, yeah. does not care if it's your grandmother's ring. And maybe it's not her style. Maybe it's not what she would uh, want Or anyway. maybe she'll become vindictive and just sell the motherfucker. What are you going to do about it? And, yeah, with all the way divorce, yeah. people yeah. don't care if about marriage the, the way family, they used to. Then you would give it to your daughter yes. because she cares about it. Yeah. That, it's always seemed weird to me. But that's a patriarchal society. Well, I so. feel like... Also, <laughs> I feel like she only said that because she... I have she, thoughts. Because she yeah, really yeah. wanted him to marry the, the other girl. Mm-hmm. And that's why she said that, hoping he would marry the other girl, and he didn't. And now she's like, well, take some backseats. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Uh, I was advised by my attorney not to share them. Oh. Well, that's like when... Uh, why even say that you have thoughts then, if you're not going to share? Somebody was making a joke, and they were like, uh, they were saying, you know, like, some women nowadays won't take their husband's name, because they don't want their husband's name. He's like, but you keeping your dad's name? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Death to the patriarchy. Yeah. I want my husband's name. I'm glad I have my husband's I name. I took my husband's name, but it has been a pain in the ass to inform everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Your main name was pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was. It was really which one I liked writing better. And the shortest one was from your first marriage. That one was very convenient for Well, Wolverine's name. Oh. So, anyways... Um, I thought it was Jimmy. And then she has to change it. His mom's in a bad mood now. She goes for more coffee and is pissed when there isn't any. And I thought of you in this scene. Can you be the Howitz? Maybe. It's a little late. No, it's not. Who who left? one form you have to fill out. No coffee in the pot. Who doesn't know the rules? You finish it, you make more. And I thought of a And my first thought was, where is the sign that says, you kill the Joe, you make some more. That ain't new, baby. I was at work. And you see Meredith washing the pot behind her, presumably to to make make more. more (laughs) She just hasn't had a chance to do it yet. So the mother's wrong here because the mother needs to turn around and go, oh, you're cleaning it. She's just in a bad mood, so she's lashing out. She's dying. We'll give her a Yeah, when you're dying, you're going to Who condensed down if a toddler I'm never paying for anything I specifically didn't want this condensed down. I have more clearance that needs to be hung. If we condense it down, it won't fit. I went on this whole rant because I thought... Because I thought of Elaine when this lady because ranted thought, about the coffee because Elaine is a ranter. Because I thought I knew who did it. And I specifically told that person not to do it. Turns out it was somebody completely different. <laughs> and they were listening to me rant about it. And then I felt bad. What? Good. Just like... I am a ranter. His you mom felt bad? I feel bad all the time. Oh. I'm very sensitive. Okay. 
I'm loud and brash, but very sensitive. You're half right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not brash or sensitive. I'm just messing with you. You're not loud. Not at all. Yes. Not at all. <laughs> Especially when I'm trying to sleep and it's five o'clock in the morning and there's a herd of elephants in That's my house. That's not or, me. Or That's the herd of podcast. elephants. And it's you as oh. you're walking into things because those walls were just put in the night before. Or when we listen to podcasts and it's on a lane episode, it's like a turn it down a little bit. <laughs> oh. oh, it's too bad that we can't hear you at all. I'm just saying. <laughs> the misery episode, a little loud. I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it I yet have. either. Is it I good have. though? What? <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to give you something that's louder than Carly's snoring. I'm just I'm your friend and I care you about you. can't do that. <laughs> And we have a jet engine somewhere. He's there. had some reprieves the last couple nights because I have had insomnia. Oh, no. I'm like, sleep two hours, be away for four. That's <laughs> nothing. Maybe sleep for one more. Anyways, so Patrick offers to make more coffee. Then she sees that, or Sybil sees that her desk is covered in stuff and wants to know who put all this food on her desk. And it was Meredith because she's going to make Christmas breakfast for everyone. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Friends... Don't go to someone else's house and do your traditions. They don't want your traditions. I don't care how cool they are. Don't do your traditions. They don't want them. Unless, unless you are you giving talk away, to them early. Are you giving away free money? Yeah. No? Then no. Don't do it. <laughs> In my house, we do free money on Christmas Eve. You know what? I'm all about new things. Other than that, we don't want to eat your fucking... No one wants your goddamn trifle, okay? Maybe I want your trifle. What if your tradition is delicious? I mean, if you don't... My family does Christmas We've breakfast, but if you don't do Christmas breakfast and somebody wants to make what? breakfast, fuck it, let her make breakfast. <laughs> she's trying. She's trying to be nice, mm-hmm. and she it's backfiring because they hate her. They're gonna and, hate her no matter what. Mm-hmm. Only Ben loves her, and Patrick is very nice, and he's been there because apparently it took a long time for the family. Yeah, but he didn't feel that him. bad about it because he just said, "Hey, no mushrooms." Maybe he didn't know. I oh, really he knows. Know. No. Well, apparently it's Everett that's allergic to mushrooms. So her own boyfriend is allergic to mushrooms, and, and she, she doesn't know. know. Which so, maybe makes it's her never a terrible come up. girlfriend. It might not have never. Maybe come. they're not Look, been together that long. So she doesn't cook. They're gonna get engaged. They've been together yeah. for a hot minute. I don't know. I don't know. If they don't maybe know, maybe it's only been six to. months. Well, she doesn't cook then. Clearly. Yeah. Because if your girlfriend's gonna cook for you and you're allergic, this to this might be the only thing she cooks. I'm allergic to this. Don't make it with that. She's not cooking now. She's baking. But and still, if she's not. ever gonna, if but she's maybe putting she a meal together that you're gonna eat, you always let her know what you're allergic to. Maybe she's to. never ever cooked mushrooms before, I mean, and it's just in this they one live recipe. In New York City, like presume. I mean, I don't get the impression that they live together yet. I don't know. They could, but maybe. I don't get that impression get from their relationship. Their relationship at all. So, so. I, they may just enough. go out to dinner every time they have a date night. He could have thrown him uh, she you've just been didn't only been with this girl for a year that he always gets no mushrooms or, or orders things that don't have them. One of the weird things that I think about this movie is they go they make her so unlikable. Yeah they do. But I knew at the end she ended up with the other brother. But see But they didn't need to make her that unlikable. They just need to make her not for Everett. But see I didn't even get like the one skipping ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. The thing I hate about this movie is the first act. I didn't pick up on what was going on. I'm like, Tony thought that I kept he thinking something. Things. Yeah, I kept thinking something was going to happen because everyone's kind of like doing this number around her, and I'm like, she's not doing anything. Like, what are you guys so hating on her for? Like, I was, I, I like when I read Tony the didn't find her to be terribly unlikable. I the, oh, I don't think she's unlikable at all. When I, I got read thoughts. the reviews, and it and it came and it ended up being like all the ninety percent of the reviews are basically she's conservative and they're liberal. 
is kind of what they're getting at. And I was like, I didn't get that from this. I get it that she's just, she's nervous because this is a family she doesn't know. And they're a little hippy-dippy or whatever. But I, the whole first act, I'm like, there's going to be a reveal of something. Like, she did something or something. Like, she's, like, some kind of nefarious celebrity character no, or something. Yeah, and they're, they're like, really no, mean just, to her. Yeah, and I didn't get it. And that's really, that's really one of the things that bothered me was that just the first act. They could have done something for me where I was like, oh, I get why they hate her. But she didn't do anything. And that and maybe, maybe that's why. She should be doing something. But they can't have her do too much because then she ends up with the brother at the end. And they all seem happy. Yeah, you know what? That'll always make someone more of the family. Be like, yeah, I've slept with a couple people in this room. Well, it's because he's the the golden child and he's the brat. He gets whatever he wants and nobody's good enough for him. I'm sorry. There's no way. There's all that. No sex with the bro's ex. Oh, I told Tony. I was like, Tony, John is going to hate this movie. (laughs) Also, to be fair, I don't support, um, what is her name? Julie getting with the Everett either. No sex with the sister's ex. <laughs> I was like, John is gonna it's have very complicated feelings about this. I mean, that way you go to you go to Christmas at one side's family, and there's always your family there too. Yeah, that's not weird at all. I mean, so people fall in love. With I mean, it might make it more fun. <laughs> I would Actually, never. You really like your sister, sisters. and you really like there's, her there's husband. Never, yeah. never. Not once, not ever would I ever date one of Elaine's sisters. What if you met her somewhere and Don't didn't care. know she was her sister? Nope. And fell what in if love your timer her. went off? You know what? If I we was like, this is perfect. Oh my god, I love you so much. I want you to meet my family. It's my sister. But like, good knowing you. All right. So, wow. <laughs> I want that movie. He would just walk away. <laughs> I want that movie. Like, wow. No, 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 no. He would just say. Lemon Law and get in the car. <laughs> yeah. And then when she was like, "What?" Well, like, mobile. like Lemon Law. I don't. I don't understand. Ask your sister, and that's why. <laughs> your sister will explain this to you. Goodbye. And then I'd get in the car and I would drive away. We'd never get to that point because because I'd see her and run. <laughs> I feel like with social media, you would have seen a yeah. picture of his sister. Yeah. yeah, you would become an Instagram. She would have posted something with you or her on Instagram, you know. and then one sister would have been like, "I saw you with this dude on Instagram. Yeah. Are you dating so and so?" Yeah, dude, I fucked him, <laughs> and she would have been like. He was good, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Virtual high five. Because you got that BDE Hundo P. BDE Hundo P. <laughs> oh, Which Lord. Hundo P only means 100%. It has nothing to do with BDE. No, but it's fun to say in one sentence. <laughs> All right. So later we see the Thad go shopping with Everett to pick out a different ring because the mom won't give him the grandma's ring. Honestly, I feel like the one he picks out is prettier than grandma's Can ring. Can we do, what about this? Mm-hmm. Is proposing at Christmas, that's tacky. Yeah. Very tacky. I don't. That's you're taken away from Christmas. That's also up there with proposing at um, Valentine's Day. Lame. I just think that's lame. But lame. But, but like Christmas is like, hey, you're I'm getting married. I'm, I'm, I I know after. this is all of our Christmas, but we're now getting married. Yeah. So we're just I stepping over all of I think it depends on how important Christmas. Christmas is to one of the couple. Well, this is like pretty if, important to this family. This is um, the mother's last Christmas. Let's not steal yeah, the Yeah, but Everett doesn't know that. This but like if... Like, if you were born on Christmas and Christmas was your thing and you just wanted to, and you knew, like, maybe they always dreamed of a Christmas wedding, then proposing on, because some people want Christmas weddings. If then proposing. And some people want big proposals in front of everybody, but you would wait till, like, Christmas dinner. I don't know about the uh, I Christmas guess, I guess that's yeah, true. And it's making hard to that get proposal, and if you wanted. Obvious. I don't know about making the proposal. Stroll your napkin. I don't know about <laughs> making that proposal at Christmas, but, like, 
Thanksgiving. If you wanted to propose in front of yeah, your or thank, family, yeah, that's better if it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's yeah. fine because who gives a shit and, about Thanksgiving? Yeah. But this family seems and this is really a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, but this family <laughs> seems really close. So if you wanted to include them on this moment with the woman that you love, I don't. I just I think Christmas. I just think proposals are beautiful, whether they're on Christmas or Valentine's Day, whether they're big or small. It's just lovely to be asked. <laughs> That's why I did it on her birthday. I was like, screw your birthday. It's proposal time. <laughs> so you didn't have to buy a present for proposal day. Well, Boom! Actually, it was very confusing because he was like, I have another present for you. I was like, yeah, the present you left at home, the curtains that you bought for me. <laughs> I forgot about it. And he's like, that too, but there's another <laughs> one. <laughs> at that point, he's thinking, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, you're right. It was Honestly, the curtains. <laughs> what was it? The proposal from uh, my big fat Greek wedding. That's kind of the perfect proposal. Where was that at? They were in bed, I think, and he just said, we're Oh, married. it wasn't that like a thing? No. Oh. All right, so. What, wait, one more. Okay. What about a proposal at someone else's wedding? That's No! That's, that's not okay. You still, you cannot just, propose at a wedding or at a baby shower. Then you're just stealing bitches' thunder, funerals, and that's not okay. Funerals are the best. <laughs> Obviously. Like, look, sorry. It's sorry, very, Grandpa. It's. Will you? <laughs> Grandma would want you would want me to marry you right now because of our grief. <laughs> It'll make us happy. And you know, few uh, gravesides are very atmospheric. Yeah, it's very, romantic. very romantic. There's flowers. Yeah, flowers everywhere. And they're not going to oh, mind man. if you take them. They're that's true. Most people don't even know. Just don't take the plastic ones because that's tacky. Right. right. Leave the flags. And, yeah. So. And the little ribbon that goes in. What there, if it's Fourth of July? What if it's Flag Day? Then it would just is be fat. What is your obsession yes. with fucking flag day? What is flag day? <laughs> you don't, it's a it's a national holiday. I don't I don't care much about holidays, but I really don't so, care about flag day. What is flag day? It's what is that? It celebrates the flag. Here's the thing. Americans it's a very celebrate Ameri- their flag a lot. No, we celebrate everything. <laughs> too much. Every time you read one of those listicles about what other country people from other countries have noticed about America, they're like, why is there flag everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> It's a little Everywhere. scary. Everywhere. <laughs> like and we don't even you... think there's anything weird about it. Uh, <laughs> we We're just uh, so used to it. We're like, oh yeah, there's you're like, hey, it's a I super... saw 27 American flags today. That's not weird. <laughs> it's the <laughs> Super Bowl weird. and the F-15 or whatever. F-20s are flying over and doing things and the SEALs are jumping in. What does this have to do with football? Nothing. Because the flag. <laughs> what? Because we're American. <laughs> yeah. We, we okay. have a lot of national pride. I don't know why. A lot why. of national pride. <laughs> So other people had national pride. Oh. Oh, right. I also <laughs> also really love how we have stolen the name Americans because we live in North America. There's yeah. a South yeah, America too. That's half Full of the goddamn of planet is technically yes. America. What do you want to call like, ourselves? No, no, that's us. What do you want to call We're United like, Statesians? United States of North America. We're the United States. We're the Unites. <laughs> units. Yeah, we're units. Units. But we just like fucking. Oh, a bunch of units over we there. We came in and fucking deboed American. No. Like the Canadians no. are like, aren't we American? No, nope. you Canadian, shut the fuck up. You're Canadian. Because we're the United States of America. Uh huh. We're United. Yeah, and the Brazilians are like, we want to be Americans too. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, but. There's two kinds Which of... Which are weird Portuguese. There's kind of people from... There's two kinds of people from the United States. People who are aware that it is both a country and a continent, and there's two of there's two them. two continents, actually. <laughs> and then there's dumb fucks. Who we kind of secretly hoped COVID would take care of, but didn't. Oh, hot take. 
It's not a hot take. It's a Thanos take. Some people, <laughs> that's why Thanos is so relatable. Now I want to watch Angel. All right. Let's go. Well, let's Ooh, no. finish Infinity up this War. podcast. Never. Never. This is so long. How many minutes are we? We're already over an hour and we're still in the fucking opening. We're still in so, Act 1. No, we're not. Thad does not think that Everett should ask Meredith to marry him. No one And does. he's like, is this about mom? And Everett says, of course it is. And then Susanna goes upstairs and lays next to her mother while she's napping. And her mom asks her, who else knows? Something's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben and his dad have a talk while they get high together. <laughs> yeah. And ben smokes and the Kelly eats pot brownies. Yeah. And we <laughs> find out. Funny. But the other, the other thing is, dude, and this is maybe just me, take your fucking gloves off. Because he's like doing, he, he's opening the thing with the gloves and then he's pulling the, the brownies out with the gloves. Just take your goddamn gloves off and eat with your fingers. Now your gloves are covered in pot brownies. just cannot handle it. Well, you touch rails and all this kind of stuff, like touching all this shit possibly. Just use your fingers. Your fingers. So Ben finds out that his dad tells him that it's worse this time and mom wanted to wait until after Christmas to tell them. Mm. Ben cries, and then when he gets home, he gives his mom a big hug, and it becomes clear to her that now he knows. Yes. <laughs> like, it's a very long hug. Yeah. <laughs> and hug. he's clearly emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith has Might been be showing week. Patrick how to make her breakfast, and the mom points out that there are mushrooms in it, and Everett is allergic to mushrooms. Meredith didn't know. Ben off. Ben comes in. He offers to help, and he's like, "She's like, no, it's all set." And he's like, "Hey, are those mushrooms?" And she's like, "I didn't know." <laughs> that was funny. Everett and Thad get Julie off the bus, and she falls—a fall that really should yeah. have caused some injury. So Julie is Meredith. Thad sister. is like, "Do you know what she Claire looks Dance. like?" And yeah. he says, "I've only ever seen the one picture." And then she steps into frame. And then their timers go off. Yeah. Yes. And then Tony's she falls. Did a little bit too. I was like, Claire Dane. Face. I forgot about Claire Dane. She's saving this movie. Thank you, Claire Dane. It was also all of a sudden it's my so-called movie. I know. <laughs> Tony was like, man, I forgot how high I thought she was back in the day. She's she's really pretty. Yes, she is. And she's very striking in this movie. Yeah. I don't know what it is. There's just something it's about something the way about they her. have done her up yeah, and they, dressed they, her well, and everything. Her, her hair is so beautiful in this, like golden. I think Elaine's like amber gray. <laughs> I'm telling you right there, <laughs> old she, she mountains majesty. Quite a sight, but uh, somehow she does not get hurt when this fall on her this face and thing on the bus. I'll tell you what, the Meredith Julie dynamic. So if I called my sister for help. My sister would want more details. My sister would be more supportive. And I just, you don't ever really get the feeling that Meredith and Julie are that close. Yeah, why would she call her for help and then come and be like, why did you need me? These people are fine. (laughs) Which, Audra and I are very different people. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, people don't like me. People like (laughs) People like John. It's fine. I'm going to acquire taste. Yeah, but she's not as pretty there as she was in the movie. Um, but, like, I could see how you call your sister for help and then everybody likes her better than you and it just makes it worse. Oh, man. I, I could see that happening. But, yeah, I have a lot of middle child No, it was stuff. just so funny. Um, I don't know. People don't like me. <laughs> people don't. People like don't really like me at first either. I know. And I remember Thank I God took Aaron 
out with some ladies that we used to work with once when we went out one night and, and they loved, loved her. her. Yeah, and I'm so like, hurtful. you've worked with me for years. You don't like me, but you love her after Ooh, one Aaron? day. Aaron, Aaron, because she's well, just very easier with people yeah. than yeah. I am. She's just really pretty there. <laughs> so anyway, I get it. And then her sister's like, these people are great. I don't understand. And she's like, well, they like you. <laughs> yeah. They're immediately falling Which, over you. There's just something about your presence that they are at ease with and they are not with I me. I feel like that's one of those things about being introverted and socially awkward. Like, people think I'm mean because I'm not chatty. Oh, well, yeah. I just I, don't, well, I just can't talk to you because I don't know you. Well, it's just like Will. Um, Anytime we do anything, everybody's like, where's Will at? I was like, I mean, it's kind of my birthday party. <laughs> that's great. Right. Anyway, things, where's but, Will? But people who don't have that Hi, anxiety Will. about... Meeting people like they're so much easier to deal with. Like John, John is an extrovert. John is a big extrovert, and I'm so introverted. Disguise, I look like an extrovert. That's a fist bump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that is. No one fist bumps alike. But I seem like an extrovert to people who know me, but that's a lie because I'm really introverted, <laughs> and I'm only like that if you really know me. Yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> so we learned at dinner that Thad and Patrick are adopting a baby, and they're very excited. This in 2005, yes. good for them. Julie asks if they have a preference about the race of the baby, and Meredith asks if they're concerned about nature versus nurture regarding the gay thing. The family does pretty well making a joke about it, and the mom is like, I wish all my boys had been gay. And Meredith is like, for real? <laughs> Which, this really bothered me. Because like, I could see... another reason not to like this lady. <laughs> no, like, yeah. this is where they make her so awful. Because she doubled that, she doubles down on it, and she's not. She's like, well, what you hate me, hold my beer. What she's, she's saying, saying isn't, is not bad. Isn't bad. Right. No, it's just and, insensitive to and put like them in a spot in front. Of lots of people have nature versus nurture questions in conversations, yeah. mm-hmm. especially people that don't know any. Gay it's people. like, and and the family does a good job of kind of diffusing the tension and just letting her know, no, yeah. we're very supportive of gay people, and probably you should stop. But then they she, have the character keep going, yeah. and it's unnecessary to go to this. Yeah. Length to make this character unlikable. Yeah, it's a bit much. Because then we're supposed to believe that later they're all okay with her as long as she's with Ben and not Everett. Okay, yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. So they all secretly hate you. <coughs> Bless. Bless you. Bless you. Are no, you done? I'm done. You Is get there two. a third? There's a third. You're on your He's own. He's allergic to homophobia. I am. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? So, anyways. And Meredith, what's your nuts? Um, <laughs> I am really upset by homophobia, actually. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why anybody cares about anybody, who anybody's sleeping But she's like, basically what she's saying is with. being gay is hard. Okay, and cousin, and your son already is dead. So it's already hard. Yes. Yes. West and like, and hard like, on I don't care. One level. Why do you know that? And that makes sense to be, and it makes sense that you would think about that from that perspective. Like, and, and, Again, this is 2005, so even as 15 years ago it was different, and 15 years before that it was different, and 15 years from now it'll be completely different, where the way that society views it is completely different, but it was, I could see how this could be a concern, that you would be afraid, that your kid would just have it a little bit harder. We're not talking about this with you. Well, the thing is, is you could could even... And then they act like she attacked Thad and Patrick... 
Well, sometimes but that's not what sometimes she was you try to be that doing. guy, like, hey, just let it go, and then she won't let it go. Yeah. Because they get stuck. Yeah. And it's like, no, no j- just drop it, let it go. And, and like, can, no, I'm going to get this out. And you could just go talk to them after dinner. If it really, if it really had to be talked about, you could just pull them aside. And but go, they really did. I just want to talk to you. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, to do this in front of everybody. And then so she, she leaves. She should have read the room, and like, I should probably just shut yeah, the fuck up. Well, like, she sorry. leaves, and they're all, and now they all do hate her. Yeah. And then Everett goes after her. And then she's mad at him for not supporting her, which he should be mad at her for being dumb. <laughs> like, you needed to just stop talking. Yeah. But so you can't tell someone to stop talking. Then the mom makes no, sure... No, they just won't... They just double down and keep that talking. Thad knows he's the most normal person there. Meredith tries to drive herself to the inn, but she can't drive. because <laughs> no, she lives in New York. Yeah. And she doesn't drive a car. And yeah. it's snowy. Ben goes to try to help her and finds her sobbing. He gets her to move over and drives her to a bar. See, this is the thing, too. So they go on a date. Like, <laughs> Everett should be mad at her, so it makes more sense that Ben went out after her. Because Julie yeah. goes to get up, and Ben's like, no, I got well, this. Ben, well, Everett but has they, no emotion in this whole movie. That's my problem with Everett. Well, that's prob- it's a little bit with Dermot Moore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because they were going to do, um, it was supposed. To, it was going to be That's Aaron, not true when Chavez Aaron died. Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, which I would have way more like because he's a very good actor he's fantastic but, in the core and, and I don't hate what's his name Dermot Maroney Dermot or whatever Mulroney. Dirt Hill Maroney or whatever <laughs> he's okay but he's very one Dirt Hill he's one he one phase you know Yeah. and it's like I didn't get anything out of him the whole movie you know except for when his mom when he starts crying but even then it was really fake yeah it's the fakest <laughs> fake crime I've ever seen in a movie and he's I like but yeah he could have he could have been like baseball that really? boy could teach him some <laughs> shit <laughs> baseball <laughs> that's the barometer well, it, I mean that's that's a hell of a barometer do you need a so, coaster for your coaster yes Ben takes I her I keep filling up my wine and getting it on the sides there's something about this cup where it and just you, easily like drips down you're like it too cause you're playing with it Yes, it's quiet though. She really wanted this quiet. coffee cup, something fierce, and then it's she got it cool. and never used it because she doesn't like it. I use it a lot, it's actually. Really I actually usually use it for juice. I would be afraid because it's to use too... it. Like, am I going to put it down too hard and it breaks? <laughs> All right, so here's a funny story. This is actually the second one of these that she's gotten because I bought her one last Christmas and she broke it immediately. So this is the second one. I was so upset. It looks so fragile, though. But the first one that he got me... We have to post a picture of it on our Facebook. So the first one that he got me, though, the inner glass was bigger. This one is bubblier, which I like it. It's very pretty, but it doesn't hold as much. The first, it, This is not a full cup of coffee for me. This is a normal amount of person's coffee. This is not an Elaine amount of coffee. I can it's only like a do small cup of I can only cup. do an eight ounce cup if I use this for coffee, and I oh. want at least twelve. And really, a regular mug, the the classroom next to me they have a Keurig, and I do the ten. It doesn't even fill it up. A regular no. mug. <laughs> I use at least twelve when I make coffee, so it's not really like. Then I just have to make so many cups of coffee. Thirty five minutes, but I actually like to use them with the orange juice. It does seem like a good amount of orange juice. Because that's just the perfect or amount wine. in the morning. We should get a lady sippy cup. It's but it's good, good, it's good for wine for because it's got a handle. Well, that and it's a small amount, so you yeah. can judge it better. Where if you Although pour a I'd... giant glass, you got to drink a giant glass. Although I just... Woo! <laughs> Holy shit. Elaine's <laughs> drunk. Elaine is... That's why I poured my glass and left my bottle upstairs. (laughs) That's why I had to get a coaster for my coaster because I keep drinking. Did you have any of that? Did you drink some of those? No. My bottle is upstairs. 
This is how I ration. It's jam jar. It's not strong. When we record more than one episode. Tony. He can't find it. Anyways. Look at Everett how far away he has to hold that Julie shit. And Julie go up. after them. We need to get him some reading glasses. It's got that is true. 12.5%. Oh, that's not that's, bad, actually. That's about more than a beer. Between 12 and 14. Yeah, so you're drinking more than, uh, more alcohol than a beer. Where's that uh, Miyama? You got it down there? It's upstairs. Oh. I told Calm you. Down. <laughs> I've said this it three times. This is her episode. She can't be drunk when she has to talk. So I, no. this is what I do. When we record two episodes and I bring Ryan, I pour a cup. Spoilers. And leave the bottle upstairs. And then in between, I refill. Otherwise, I would be pouring and drinking the whole thing in the first episode and have none left for the second episode. You need to bring two bottles. I I shouldn't. I will, but I shouldn't. For the same reason I can't drink the box wine. I will drink way too much and then feel terrible tomorrow. Oh, then I can't be turned. I don't have to go to work I have to return your Christmas gift. I don't either, but I have to do my my dad's birthday party. I don't have to do shit tomorrow. Except for play Demio with John and Tony and maybe Joe, because you'll be busy. (laughs) Not till six or five. At the at the bar, Meredith insists that she's a nice person and she loves the gays. <laughs> <laughs> the gays. And she has tried, tried, and tried so hard with Amy, and she doesn't understand why Amy hates her. And Ben is like, "Look, just stop trying. That's all you have to do. Just stop trying. Everybody will like you more if you stop trying." Like, you have a freak flag. You should just let it fly, which is good <laughs> advice. He's like, you are not this uptight person. You're trying too hard. It's very good advice. Uh, Julie and Everett talk while they look for Meredith and Ben. And they seem to have gone to the inn, and then they're walking around downtown. downtown or something. They're and also on a date. bar cannot be downtown, or they would have found them. This is a small town. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> very pretty town. Yes. Also, you forget that it's 2005, and you couldn't be like, I don't know, just call them. They had cell phones. <laughs> Um, where did her cell phone go? I don't know. She had um, it with her. Later, it's ringing in the car, and they sleep through it. So she does have it with her. Might be Maybe she left it in the car. I feel like it was on the floor of Ben's room, and that's what woke her up. Either, but, either way, she didn't. But if I'm it. running away, I'm not going to answer the phone, especially once I get drunk. <laughs> well, then maybe once I get drunk. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Never run away like that. Oh. At the bar, Brad well, comes we'll in. That. We didn't mention Brad before, but earlier the mom had said that Brad was in town or working as an EMT, she and he's him. the one that popped Amy's cherry. Which is not okay to tell <laughs> anyone ever. Yeah, that's no. a bit much. I mean, my mom knows who my first time was with, but so she doesn't tell people that he popped my cherry. <laughs> no, because you never ever say that. That's weird. Especially because sure. it's David Hasselhoff. Look, I don't know who popped Cross's cherry. Nah, pretty, sure, nah, 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 nah. pretty sure John does, but he's not going to put that out because he's a good dad. And It's so weird because in my brain, neither of your kids Pretty are. sure. <laughs> pretty sure if I had You're to make so an educated <laughs> guess about when I could... But guess what? I don't think about it ever. And I would never, ever tell that information to random passerbyers. But she tells the entire podcast, friends. To They're not random. It's just. Friends diverse. No, we have. I'm saying I don't know. Because my first boyfriend was my first everything. And she told us to tell her when we became active so she could take us to the doctor and get us on birth control. <laughs> she was very open about it. I know you're going to do it. It's going to happen. When it happens, let me know. Or when you think it's going to happen. Because we can start taking precautions. <laughs> so, anyways, that's why my mom. Will, pay attention. <laughs> Don't be a fool. 
grab your tool. That's nope. good advice. I once gave that advice to my dad. He did not appreciate it. Nope, oh, it's too late. Will, Will's going to have a baby. After baby, I found out about... Baby girl. About baby girl. Ricky, I said, Dad, haven't you ever heard, don't be a fool, grab your tool? <laughs> so now, Will, you need to pay attention. You talk to me for the be a good dad. Time. Talk to your daughter. He was so mad. I think he, he's but sweating it's good right advice. <laughs> Wait, what? So, oh, good Brad dad. arrives, and when he asks... Ben about Amy. Meredith is like, oh, you're that Brad. Yeah. And then she is excited and she's like, I want to buy you a drink. She's an annoying drunk. She had, they had eight beers. I counted eight beers and four shots. That's a lot. She sloshed four and four. And she's a little tiny person. I mean, yeah, but she may be a drink. Wilson's not a big dude either. That's a lot of alcohol for both of them. I would be vomiting in the toilet. (laughs) So she. It would only take two beers and two she's shots. She's one of those drunks that acts like I'm the life of the party. Everybody loves me. No, they want you to leave. Three shots and an inch of margarita had me on the floor of the Las Palmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The night Omar tried to kill me. To be fair, he was. <laughs> he kept dropping off shots and shit. It was. That's mm. dangerous. So while they're walking around looking for them, Everett asked Julie how she knew to pursue her job in the art world and how she knew it was her passion. And he says he still thinks about the monastery he never made it to when he was in Hong Kong, where he met Meredith. And Julie's like, well, then you should go. And she's been telling about some totem in Alaska, and he's like, well, now I want to go to Alaska. And he's like, now I want to go to Las Palmas. Because he's, he's like, I would like to see that. And she's like, it's there. It's go there see for it. you now. Go see it. At the bar, Meredith is drunk, and her, fine, her song finally comes on the jukebox. She insists that Brad dance with her, and while dancing, invites him to breakfast in the morning and assures him that Amy will be thrilled to see him. Also, sh- does anybody know where they can get a little pot? <laughs> ben does. Ben has some. Let's be yeah, real. I mean, yeah. He's like, he has my some pocket. on him. <laughs> if not, he knows where brownies are. Rocking the ganj. Ever invites Julie to get some coffee when he drops her back off at the inn, and she's like, you know that we can't. Do he that. asked her on a fucking date. <laughs> He's like, we should go get coffee. That's, that's a fucking date. That's uh, there's, there's no save. At this point, no save like, on that one. No. Yeah. And at this sister's point, boyfriend. What is wrong with these boys? <laughs> at this point, so even if Ben had nefarious thoughts in mind about Meredith, really, he, he just. Does. He just took her out to get drunk and loosen her up, yeah. right? Yeah, but Meredith is not thinking that he's into her in any way because she thinks they all hate her. Yeah. And Julie is looking for her sister when Everett fucking asks her on a date. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't ever ask your sister. You know, your uh, that's if I brought you home to meet my family and Audra asked you on a date. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. And like Tony was like, that. so there's, and it's a little spoiler. And it's but, fine because it all works out in the end. But still, like, my like, like, God, so man. So they were never in love with each other. It was never going to work out between them anyway. I'm like, but still, if Julie hadn't come and Everett's timer hadn't gone off, Ben would have been nice to her, but he never would have done anything about it because no. he didn't do anything about no. it. And she never would have, because I don't think it, for a while she was even thinking of him that way either. He was just her boyfriend's brother who was 
kind to her when everyone else was shitty. And I think if Julie hadn't come, they would have just gone about their lives the way they already yeah. were. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. I think Ben is one of those sweet fuck ups, and I think he would have just. I think he he had his sights on her, and he was just kind of playing to see what happened. He's like, I'm going to get her drunk and that lower inhibitions and see what happens, see what she says. I don't think he was trying to angle to sleep with her, but I was thinking trying to get information and see what her deal was. Well, this movie... Especially if her brother, brother's going to dump him. I feel like her. this movie was marketed as a drama, but it is a very clear romance because it has a happily ever after for all the for characters. Everybody. Well, not everybody. For, yes, for everyone. Even everybody but Sybil. But that's not a but romantic pairing that I'm is I'm just made saying she's... Resting. Oh no! But she's well, remembered. She she's remembered she fondly. She's remembered fondly and loved, even by the Morton sisters. The which is Julie and Meredith. Oh, the last okay. name's Morton. Which are her daughter-in-laws. Yeah. Yes. But mm-hmm. not the, from but, the sons that she thought. Right. But they're in the she end knew before she died. <laughs> but in the end, even and though she, she died, she she loved them and accepted them into her family. So even there, it kind of wraps up everything. Plus, a nice, neat little bow. And a nice, neat little bow. And that's how romances are, mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. I prefer that. I like it when everybody's happy at the end. But <laughs> it, it would be completely different if, it was, if there was no Julie. But still, yeah. he asked her on a fucking date that's fucked up, dude. That- yeah, I can't tell if that's just... And he's still planning to propose to her sister I can't at tell this if, point. I can't tell if that's decided as a character flaw. Bless you. Bless you. Goodness, it's catching. Your turn. <laughs> I feel like he's just I can't tell if it's a character to... flaw or if we're just trying to speed this up. I think we're just trying to speed it up. And I think part of it is that of it's just supposed to be he is in love with her at first sight. That it's he's just so wrong for him and Meredith. They're just not wrong. Yeah. We see they're not right for each yeah. other. They're never going to end up together, and he sees her, and he just... I mean, it's Claire Danes. It's supposed Danes. to be delightfully complicated. It's Claire Danes versus Sarah Jessica Parker. I mean, how... No can defend. <laughs> so, so, wait a minute. So, if you were dating Sarah Jessica Parker when, and met her sister, and it was Claire Peace. Danes, you'd be like, Tom, burn upgrade! I don't think... I don't think that uh, the sister's going to... I don't think it's going to work out like this. <laughs> Rarely does. It's, it's a very unusual circumstance. Yeah. Although, we um, know some people where the mom and the daughter dated the same dude and one of them married him. Wow. So... Is um, this on Game of Thrones? <laughs> no. Oh. Sorry. Puppy puppies. Um, the game of life. goes home. Uh, let's take that bottle away from my lane. I'm moving over more here. stories. And once he leaves, <laughs> his dad arrives to apologize to Meredith and Julie. Everett's mom apologizes to him when he gets home, but he doesn't believe her. Meredith and Ben are in a car now, and she asks him to tell her about his dream. And he tells her that she was a kid who was shoveling snow outside their house, and he was the snow, and she scooped him up. And he, and this is the weirdest. Weird and <laughs> it's weird and creepy, but strangely, the movie plays it as very kind of romantic. Yes. And she was <laughs> the way naked. the music is, and the way he tells. And the he's story. like, "And I was the snow, and you scooped me up. You scooped me all up." And it's like, <laughs> and of course, is that code for you get me? It's weird. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> That and Patrick go back to the inn because they're staying at the inn. I don't know why, but that was just, they always have been. Um, and they take a nighttime stroll around town, and it's very nice. Maybe Patrick doesn't want to stay in the same house as Sybil 
<laughs> after or Amy after it took him them years to warm yeah. up to him. Or maybe they fuck all just, the time and it's loud. Maybe they just <laughs> like the privacy of the inn. <laughs> and out. Hello. Their dad gets back home. He says goodnight to Susanna, who's watching Meet Me in St. Louis and talking to her husband on the phone. He'll be there around 4.30 tomorrow. And this is where I thought there was going to be some payoff about her husband. I know. And there was nothing. Nope. Nope. No payoff. Too many many fucking characters in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. There shouldn't have been five. There should have different houses and flags. Three, four at the most. Don't get shit about Samuel Tarly. Let's go. Skip those scenes. Yeah. Uh, when Dad goes to bed, he and their mom, Sybil, talk about how it isn't Meredith. Their mom is like, I feel kind of bad for her, actually. But the problem is she's not good for Everett, and he's making a mistake, and I'm not going to be here to help him when the shit hits the fan. And she's scared because she knows she's going to die. And the dad is like, he's going to be fine. We'll all be fine. That was a very sweet line. <laughs> I looked at John and I said, when I'm dying, this is the attitude I want you to have. That I'll be fine. We'll all be fine. And then I there, there's some hibbity possibly. And some I think she's going to be fine by showing him her mastectomy first. I think that was the move. She unbuttoned her shirt. Boobs or no boobs? It's That on. was a move. Like a hey, I used to have boobs. Let's bone down. Oh, pretty sure they did. Hey, I used to have boobs. Should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> Every uh, time contemplates the ring and tries to call Meredith, who is asleep in the car with her head on Ben's shoulder, and they sleep through the phone ringing. And then the bell tolls, and it's the day of reckoning. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> the next morning, the dad the knocks of past, on Ben's door. present, and store. future on this house. Meredith is in his bed, and he is in the shower. And Dad opens the door, and Whoa. I thought she was just going to, like, slide off the bed. I thought she was going to slide under the bed. <laughs> like, off under and the floor, is, like, under the bed. the bed. Like, she grabbed her clothes, <laughs> and then she's like... Froze. <laughs> and if I was like a dad, T-Rex was going to tell me. And he's now, like, Here's the difference between me. this guy and me. You know what I would do as that dad? I would start yelling for my son to get out right now. We need to have a fucking conversation. Because you're sleeping with your, your brother's girlfriend on Christmas. There's <laughs> nothing sacred. <laughs> you pop a voodoo on her. Yeah, pop a midnight. Pop a midnight. In my house. My house. <laughs> and now you've ruined Christmas. Like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm kicking this motherfucker down the stairs. Everett's mom gives him the ring while he's pouring coffee. And he's like, Dad put this up to you. And she's like, actually, no. Nope, Dad put it in me. Hello. We need to have a conversation. Because I want you to know. I'm sick. I'm dying. You can't fix it. Mary and her isn't going to fix it. Nothing is going to fix it. It's a reality that you have to live with. But I want you to know, I don't think she's right for you. You're going to do what you want to do. <laughs> and then he ugly cries. Yeah, he does. She's like, I don't want you to think though that there's a picture in your mind of how your life should be. Just it doesn't be have to be perfect. And you're not the perfect. things you want to pursue. He's, she's saying, in other words, Claire Dane is right in the other room. Don't. Well, she still thinks <laughs> Ben should date no, her. There's kidding. an S on the end of that. For someone who loves her so much, it's Claire Dane. I'm not in love with her. I just thought she was pretty. <laughs> there's more than one Dane. There's two Danes. Okay. <laughs> She's eight. There's, she only, said, there's only one Dane to me. So. Don't miss she out on something. She is a great Dane. That's what I said. Because you think your life should be a certain way. So There's um, Judy Dench and then her. 
Oh, that's quite a window. <laughs> hey, Judy Dench And then Julie the walks in to in get some coffee okay. and quickly tries to retreat. But Everett's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Meredith gets it together and tries to leave Ben's room without anybody noticing. But Ben comes out of the bathroom and asks how she slept. She slaps him, says, how dare you? Because John and John's like what? And I'm like, she thinks he had sex with her while she was drunk. <laughs> and if she's drunk, fellas, that means no. He didn't though, so he, he did. She needed to apologize for that later. I hope she so, gave him a I, BJ I for that. <laughs> <laughs> so Everett no wants Julie to try the ring on to see if it fits. No, because he wants to see it on a finger he wants to, to see, see it, how it yeah. looks. Yeah, right. Uh, and she's like, no. And she's he's like, like yes. No, and he's no, like, no, no. And he pushes and pushes, and the ring is on her finger. And then they look at each other, and he proposes to her sister with his <laughs> eyes and his body language. He doesn't say it, but he looks at the but ring on her like, finger, and he's like, I want is, to marry you. This is how it's supposed to be. He's, Your hand, not hers. <laughs> he says this with every fiber of his soul. The only thing he doesn't use is words to say, I want to marry you. <laughs> So my mom's telling me no. And the mom is like, what the hell are you and doing? And then Dan is yeah. like, oh my God. And they're all looking and they all realize that he is in love with the sister. See, and here's where the good dad would come in and smack him back in the head. And then Julie, she looks at her hand and she has that moment where she realized, shit, my timer went off for my sister's boyfriend. And she's like, get it off, get it off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stuck. Everett because has the moment. She starts freaking out. She runs to the bathroom to escape the family. Because And now everybody's coming in the kitchen. Yeah. Why aren't we opening presents yet? Come on, people. Come on. She's got this ring on her She's finger. Like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I'm just here moral support for my sister. I'm not getting wrapped up in all this fucking Game of Thrones. Too late. And no. Meredith pretends to have just arrived. She goes into the bathroom. Which I love when Ben comes down and the dad just grabs him. Yeah, <laughs> snatches him up. And takes him away. That's a John move. Yeah. So good. Where are we going? Uh, no talking. The other Julie's room. like, this is your wedding ring. And Meredith is like, why are you wearing it? <laughs> it's funny you should ask. He wanted to see how it looked on. On you? <laughs> so, and Julie's like, hold on, where were you all night? And Meredith is like, I can't tell you. <laughs> no, this is when I'm like, oh, because this bitch is smiling. Oh, yeah. She's, all she's smiling and laughing you because she thinks she fucked another dude. She... I call slut. Okay, you can call okay, slut. she's the But we slut. had this argument right when this happened. He's like, she's smiling. And I'm like, she realized she she's with no the wrong person. She realized she really likes this other person as opposed to the person she's with. She's allowed to smile about that. She's never going to marry Everett. <laughs> no sex with a bro's ex. <laughs> She doesn't know that it's She like, really thinks they slept together. Yeah. She kind of thinks he took uh, advantage of her, and she's not 100% mad at it. Which we found out in Rocky, if she's okay with it, it's fine. She's into it. <laughs> Meredith is like, No, no, get your feet off I'm me. I'm so ashamed. But she also seems kind of thrilled. Uh, the doorbell rings. Who the hell is that? Yeah, that's my, my favorite. My favorite lines because all this drama is going on, and she's the Amy goes, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> like, what else could be happening? She goes to the door. <laughs> fucking Brad. Brad. Fucking, Brad fucking died. It's Brad, and Brad's working. Yeah, yeah. he's in an ambulance. <laughs> he pulls up in a fucking ambulance, and he has a present. And he has a, a present. <laughs> Look, what? What? Men in uniform are sexy, though. That could have just been part of his chance. Because uh, when they were dancing, Meredith told him, he's like, I still like Amy. And Meredith's like, have you ever told her? Have you really tried, Brad? And this is him really trying. 
because uniforms are very attractive. So, you are sexy in uniform. Amy's Thank like, you. what are you doing here? And he's like, Jazz trying to me. And she's like, Ensemble. My what? military outfit. <laughs> so then Meredith completely forgot, because she was drunk, that she invited them. And he's like, oh, yeah, we met at O'Malley's last night. And Everett's like, you were at O'Malley's last night? You were at the bar? <laughs> and Meredith has a gift. That she no one thought to give to check. So Meredith gives everybody a gift. And they are. So Meredith everybody... knew the mother was dying. No. No. So she just randomly picked a picture of the mother. I was like, that's no. too. That was like, that's just too coincidental. She saw this picture on Everett's desk of their mother. And it's a beautiful picture of her pregnant. And she just thought she would blow it up and, and give it, it to everyone as a Everett. sweet gift. Yes. So why the hell would Ben want a picture of his mother pregnant with somebody else? Because I would like a picture of my mother looking young and happy. And it wouldn't matter whether she was pregnant with Jeff or Audra or me. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And I would love that for my house. You know what I really want? A Why picture of my mom and my dad from their wedding. Audra? And they're divorced. Are you listening? <laughs> Audra, are you listening? I mean, I've told my mom multiple times. Well, evidently, you're not getting it from your mother. I know. Uh, well, she doesn't listen get it to from me. Audra. We'll see. She doesn't. <laughs> so everybody loves it. They're all tearing up. <laughs> Everett tries to get Meredith's attention and she it's thinks amazing he's going to pop the question. That she happens to be dying. And she is avoiding it. And he is insistent and she's like, no, I will not marry you. And he's like, look. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I, and I wasn't going <laughs> to. Oh, snap. And then she's like, what? <laughs> she looks at Julie. And, and she gets mad. Julie's got the, and she's like, hide <laughs> yeah, the ring. She the <laughs> and then she yells, doesn't anybody love me? <laughs> Because, no. no, well, no, because she yells that she slept with his brother. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, no, we no, didn't. I didn't. And then she's like, doesn't anyone love me? She thought she had one card in her hand and she did it. <laughs> oh, my God. She goes to get the breakfast out oh, of God. the fridge and is immediately knocked over when the mom and Why is she making breakfast? We because of that. <laughs> no, no, we know why she was. Why is she, she now? She because knows. she's awkward and she's like, do. I have got to get out of here. Let me put the music, the breakfast in the oven. I'll get it started. Which you would have probably. And the mom and the Amy, who have actually kind of taken a turn on Meredith, (laughs) now they're kind of on her side, and they're like, "Yeah, man." they follow he just, her in there. Because they're like, oh my God, she's wrecked. We need to go after her and help her. And, and then they knock their food all on the floor and they're all slipping and sliding like a Three Stooges and movie. Then, and just, the mother's but they're really laughing. Bonding yeah, they all think it's and hilarious. And cracking them. She's like, because it I'm, is. Why am and I not you know what I noticed? This, so the sister Amy has on dark underwear and really see-through pants. Like you can see her butt. Am I the only I one did who noticed not notice. You know what? Who's not looking at Amy's butt? Any of her fucking brothers. <laughs> or and her she dad. Didn't know Brad was coming. <laughs> Facts. The only person in that room looking at her butt is Brad, and he appreciates the dark, pa- the light pants of the dark underwear. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I'm just as good as I you. Mean, and the mom it. is like, probably better. <laughs> I noticed because she kept falling up and her butt's in here. Yeah. So anyway, they end up laughing and bonding. Yeah. And Everett loses it. Luke. And starts chasing Ben around the house. For, for who knows why. Oh, who knows why? God knows why. But he doesn't get to be mad. He asked her sister on a date. Like, look, there's only one way but this he's goes. he's still mad. There's only one way this gets settled in the family. They got to go outside and one of them got to go. No, they had a slap fight under the dining room table. No, I'm sorry. Like, if my brother slept with my girlfriend, I'm fucking him up. Like but he said he already knows we didn't sleep together. I don't care. You want you wanted to. 
the idea that she thought they did was enough for everyone. And they he, they go running around the house. They end up under the table having a slap fight, and then they end up knocking breaking the knocking, knocking, breaking breaking the, the table. table. Dinner falls onto the floor. Smashes uh, Ben's eye. Yeah, and then cut to an ambulance when Brad gets his. Luckily, Brad was there. And Tony which, goes, uh, which... I thought they called an ambulance. Well, because I'm watching it, and it's just like it's just like terrible shit, terrible shit, terrible shit, and I'd forgotten. I missed the part where Ben actually. They showed the ambulance, and the ambulance is like, "Oh fuck, somebody really got hurt." And then it cuts. I was like, "Oh no, he came in his fucking ambulance." I was like, "Oh, whatever, man." But Ben is like, "Look, nothing happened. I slept on the floor." (laughs) He's like, "You don't even love her." That's hurtful because they're under the dining room table, and and he says, "You don't even love her." And her and the mom and Amy are sitting right fucking there. Yeah. And he doesn't say anything. Because he doesn't love her. Yeah. I know. She doesn't love him either, but she didn't know that until she got there. She so, thought she loved him. He, who knows what he thought. And it does. And he it thought, does, I, I, this is the life I'm supposed to have. This is the kind of woman I'm supposed to marry. I'm going to marry her. And it does. And maybe he It does kind of need too. to be said. And we don't know that Everett will say it. Maybe Everett was like, she's not a bad wife, number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you know it's not your forever wife. Who wants just? Who wants to have more than one? It's like wife? your starter house, your starter wife. You know, mm. Why would you, you got warm up. Every five years. Why would you want a starter wife? So, anyways, I don't know. Um, why are you asking me? Julie tries. You're the one that seems to think that that's a thing. That is a thing. That's not okay. That's not. It's. I didn't say it was you okay. I said no it's a thing. I didn't say it was okay. I said it was a thing. Get the I fuck over. I'm gonna cry. I am crying the whole time that this is happening. I've been crying since the mom broke the, I didn't the cry cancer one time. news to Everett. Uh, I've been fucking weeping. I didn't cry. <laughs> I didn't cry one time. To see <laughs> 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 if she can get home today. How many times you cried? Three times. <laughs> Three times, and then there's one at the end that I'll tell you about. But it, it didn't, ha- it didn't happen. When she, when she talks to Everett and gives him a ring, I started crying, and I didn't like stop I was until the, the fucking, fucking like, fuck credits. The one, the one hit me really hard was um. What's what's fucking Luke Wilson's name? Ben. Yeah. And Ben was like crying about his mom. Yeah, no, that's rough. So the ring falls off while Julie's on the phone, and it just fucking falls off. But yeah, I was like, was here's little, the thing. That was like a Cinderella know. moment or something. Of course, when you want to get it off, it's not going to come. But there right. are points in the day, yeah, where your fingers are naturally. Slimmer, yes. <laughs> but usually it's in the morning. Look, first of all, you put your hands because your hands swell as the you day go on because they're down and in your posture. Mm-hmm. So usually they're slimmer that. in the mornings. But yeah, like if you off. get cold, yeah, like in off. the winter, your rings are looser than in the summer. So, um, Everett gets cleaned up, and he and Meredith apologize to one another, and then I guess we just break up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, <laughs> at that point I'm, we're not doing anymore. It's do you know, musical chairs. He goes downstairs looking for Julie. So you so don't gotta go down the road, he goes down the hall to find his next one, you know what I mean? He <laughs> takes a shower, but meanwhile, she's still in this the clothes. The clothes. But they've cleaned yeah. off the egg. Yeah. Somebody give that woman Amy's a t-shirt. Like, You're not dating my brother anymore, I'm not giving you shit. Get out of my room. <laughs> Susanna's daughter has the ring and tells uh, Everett that Julie said to say goodbye and to give the ring back to him. Amy takes the present Brad brought her out to the ambulance where he's out there and <laughs> opens it. It's a snow globe. When she's Then she's distracted when Everett runs from the house and her dad and Thad get in a car and drive away. She climbs over him to see what's going on and then now they're very close to him. Cool. And then she realizes she likes being very close to him. 
Also, I wish there had been a little significance behind the snow globe. If we I had know. just explained that she had like a snow globe collection, or, or once broke yeah. one, or like maybe it was a place that she always wanted to travel when yeah. they were dating when they were younger. No, it there, seems like nothing. it should be yep. a thoughtful gift, and yeah. it just. It seemed like it was a like they went on a date we just to this don't very know why. Yeah, I mean, everybody who hates snow globes, you know, but still, it could have been, it could have been, I like snow there could have been something. So, Do we uh, have snow, we don't have I, any. No, I have a collection. I bought a collection. <laughs> I, I had a Thomas Kincaid one. And you broke it. But it broke. No, no, it, it didn't break, you broke it. I didn't break it. You broke it? The dog knocked it off the shelf. Oh. John's mommy had bought it for me, I think. So she really hated it and smashed it? No. <laughs> Seriously, breaking the snow globe sucks. It's fucking everywhere. Every time Glass, somebody breaks water, one at work, glitter. <laughs> every time somebody drops one of those fucking glitter things oh. at work, it's the biggest pain oh, in the ass. The Everett's dad picks him up and is like, get in the car. Yeah, and they drive in. off to try to find Julie. You're not Riggs. <laughs> Meredith goes to foot. see Ben, who pulls oh, her closer to him. They examine one another's wounds. And he tells her to get out of those clothes because she smells like puke. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to know good. why? Because there was Pecorano Romano in the, her <laughs> breakfast, and sometimes that cheese smells like vomit. <laughs> it was in the trivia. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would tell you, honey. <laughs> she's, so. she's lying. So then she... No, no it wasn't. No, it was trivia. trivia. <laughs> all right. We all read it. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of cheese, son? Pecorino Romano. <laughs> It goes it's, on everything. It's it smells like when her breakfast. It's a nice salty like cheese. Beet. You don't gotta put spice. It tastes delicious. <laughs> it smells like beef. You know what? A lot of cheese though. You know it's what? like it's you've been wearing that shirt for two days. Okay. You got drunk. It's you got high. Mold. You got covered in eggs and cheese. <laughs> it's time to get rid of that yeah. shirt. Yes. Thankfully, they do. She does then take a shower and change into. I assume some of His Ben's clothes. clothes. Yeah, it looks like a Ben t-shirt. <laughs> Which I forget what it was. Because I guess her luggage. Her luggage must still be at the hotel. Yeah. At the end. So, so, well, some sweatpants. So sweatpants he was wearing when he was presenting his penis at her. I'm sure she could fit in those. They had a drawstring. He wasn't using it, but they had. They were roomy. Oh, man. So uh, Everett sees Julie waiting for the bus and runs to her. He gets there when the bus does. He begs her to stay, and she's like, no, this is too she's much. Like, I'm out, motherfucker. And he's like, no, it's not. And she's like, yes, it is. <laughs> the... Um, and so we see the bus drive off, and he's by himself. And I'm like, thank goodness. <laughs> mm. And then the bus stops, and I'm like, oh, no. No, the dad and the dad are in the car, and they're watching. And they see that he's alone, and they're like, oh. And then they see the bus stop, and they're like, oh. <laughs> and she gets off the bus and asks him out for a New Year's Eve. And then she gets back on the bus okay. and leaves. And Which I was she like, should. Good. <laughs> yeah, she was smart. Meredith cozies up with Ben in his bed now in his clothes. Susanna's husband arrives, and he, it's, there's nothing wrong. It's yeah. totally normal. <laughs> and he's like, all it was right. A M Night Shalomal. He's like, twist. catch me like, up. Who's nothing? that dude making out with Amy in the ambulance? Yeah. <laughs> Patrick tells mom that dinner is ready. Everett walks back to the car happy, even though Julie did leave. Patrick, could, okay, so now. Blah, 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 blah. One year later. They don't you know, tell us that. But I feel like I wanted the time card. 
Yeah. I, it's I was looking for it. I was like, has it been one year? Has it been two something years? Something I have. <laughs> over at the... I remember when we did the Losers episode. And we made fun oh, of God. the fact that 5,000 miles away. But at this point in my life, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind the I've really turned. I've really turned a corner on here the was, time card. Here was Tony uh, waiting to... Uh, is I was like... If fucking Claire Danes walks in pregnant and they're like, we're going to name her Sybil. I was like, I'm going to cry. I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. And they don't. I really thought Sarah Jessica Parker was going to be pregnant. And I've seen this before. (laughs) (laughs) So Patrick and Thad pull up and they have a baby now. Susanna's already there with her now two kids and her husband. (laughs) Hey. Guess makes an appearance. He's setting up the tree with Amy, Brad, Ben, and Meredith. They all come to see it. Get lit. I would have preferred if Meredith was still very severe, severe in her appearance. But she wasn't. She, she got wasn't. her hair down. She was much more laid back. Yeah. Which She's in a sweater. But <laughs> not a suit. Right. Like, <laughs> even if she had a freak flag that she na- needed to let fly, I would have appreciated if she was still in that very severe look, but still fitting with Ben because somehow... They work just the way they are, mm-hmm. which I would have appreciated a lot more than to see that she has mellowed because now she's with the person that she's supposed to be with. Although, Amy cleaned up, too. Yeah. Like she's really cleaned up. Amy she gets did, the ring. She, yeah. Amy doesn't look like she brought laundry this time. She actually doesn't have no. cereal in her hand. <laughs> no, she's got I that. She's got I didn't that recognize diamond. her. She gets the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, there you go. Carly, the girl, got the ring. Good. So uh, everybody comes to Let's see smash it. The matriarchy. They take a moment because mom is not here anymore. Julie and Everett arrive. Amy and Brad stay by the tree while everyone goes to say hi. Then we see the picture of the mom in the background while Amy and Brad hug. And Amy puts on the puts the ornament on that the mom put on in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's a circle. It's like a circle. All right. What are your thoughts, John? Oh, I get to go first. <laughs> so my favorite character, I'm gonna go with the dad. His name is Kelly. His name's Kelly. Mm-hmm. Kelly Stone. Mm-hmm. It's a good name. That's um, Irish. My least favorite character is going to be a tie between Sarah Jessica Parker and um, Everett. Okay. Like Meredith. that one of his character <laughs> name. What was he written? Meredith was and name. Everett. Meredith. Thank you. I couldn't remember what her name was. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is when they're the son's smoking weed and the dad's eating the brownies. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, my favorite line is you gotta let your fleet freak flag fly. Mm. That's just good advice. And my favorite tertiary object is pizza. <laughs> okay. Was there pizza in this movie? During the Hong Kong story. They oh, pizza. oh. They got pizza. It was a little pizza. In Hong Kong, I bet it was good. All right, Elaine. I didn't get to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. She's, she just assumed. Carly's just assumed I'm gonna name her right. movie. What are you uh, giving the I'm gonna... I'm going to um, yay it for Thanksgiving, but may bay it for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you like me to put that under? Yay or nay? I mean, there are better Christmas movies out there, trust me. But for Thanksgiving movies, this what? is top shelf. I'm going to give it a yay for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Due to lack of options, she's going <laughs> to... It's a top-notch Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> wait till you see the Thanksgiving movie I found. Oh, God. Wait, wait till you see it. Oh, oh no. my God. No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Gary Busey's in it. Oh, <laughs> so it's crazy. That, that was a Christmas when? movie. Right. No, I thought it was Thanksgiving. He was the gingerbread man. Oh, fuck. That's <laughs> right. That's a Christmas movie. Look what you did. You broke it. Now look. Her laugh got six That's right. I forgot. Make sure you do it, though. Oh, I'll do it. It's a gingerbread man. I think we should all just, oh my God. We should all just okay. pick Christmas movies now. Fuck it. Who's next? 
Elaine. Okay. <laughs> um, my favorite character is a uh, tie between Kelly and Meredith. I really feel for Meredith. I, yeah, I like that character. Meredith, yes. let me go fuck your brother when you're not looking, Meredith. She didn't. <laughs> well, she didn't. But <laughs> that's because that he was a decent fellow. Nor at any point did she try. She thought she was taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite character is the mom, Sybil. Because I feel like... You picked the dead girl? Yes. Alright, fuck me. And yes, I know she was sick and died, but I just feel like she was a little too... Your lives are all about me. Well, she's dying. She deserves it. Which is not how it works with kids. Their lives are all about them. Your life is about you. And not about anybody else. So it, it just... She bothered me. Also, I feel like she... I understand why Amy was mean to Meredith. If your sister is mean to your boyfriend, that's one thing. But your mom should not just be mean to your girlfriend. It's just fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching this movie, and this is one of the reasons why John is always like, oh, if Cross brings home a girl, you're going to hate her. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Because when John's mom didn't like me, it was... I like you just fine. uh, She used to hate me. Um, (laughs) And it was pretty horrifying and awful to deal with. And I don't ever want either of our kids to think that I hate... Their significant other, and even Gwen's significant other, who we don't really care for. I've never been rude or mean to, or anything. I've, I've never been nothing but kind, because I don't want anyone to ever feel like that. Mm-hmm. That's horrible, and it takes you a while to get to know someone. So I would never do that. So that I feel for Meredith, and Sybil's terrible. Um, my favorite line is "Don't dilly dally, pretty lady." We'll all be down here talking about you. <laughs> That's funny. My favorite scene is all the Christmas morning feels. Just everything that happened is all hilarious. I was crying and laughing. I felt everything, the whole spectrum. And my favorite tertiary object is Meredith has on a pair of snowflake earrings the whole movie, and I think they're really pretty. Um, I'm gonna give this a yay. I. Thanksgiving, it's yeah. Really, it's a good movie. There's not even a turkey in this. <laughs> the people are there good. There was a chicken or a bird of some sort that fell on the floor with the table. That looks like a turkey. Was a barber and his wife. I please beautiful. don't start, man. I spent like a whole week of that shit. He sent me text I, messages. I shave the face. <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm gonna watch that." I'm like, "You don't even like that movie. You just he like the sound." That movie. No, he doesn't. He does. He, he doesn't like the movie. He only likes the soundtrack. And I'm like, "Just put on the soundtrack." <laughs> that may be. All right. But I'm gonna yank because it's good. Tony Tones. Uh, my favorite characters. It's like a tie between Sybil and Julie. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character. Is Claire Dane. <laughs> so. My, my <laughs> least favorite character is Amy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite scene is like the all is lost thing where all that freaking conflict has happened in that one time and then there's a knock at the door and then which leads to my favorite line is who the hell is that? <laughs> that just that made me laugh so hard. Um, my favorite tertiary object was the town because it was so pretty but then it switched over to Pizza. Everett's Christmas robe. I loved his robe. <laughs> I thought it was a sweater at first because you only see him from the the waist up for a long time. And I was like, that's a badass sweater, but it doesn't have any buttons. And then when it comes to, I was like, oh, it's a fucking robe. That's why. And Tony loves him a good sweater. I do. Uh, Carly, I don't mental mind looking note, you when I Tony say needs that. a Christmas robe this year. <laughs> I, know, I have a Tony robe. I am a robe John, person. Hmm? Mental note, Tony needs a Christmas robe this oh, no, year. Oh, no, I don't want to get him. I got it, I got it right here. And I will get the movie because I was surprised, but I really loved it, except for the first act. So I came downstairs this morning 
and he's playing Oculus. And I'm like, you watched the movie already because I got an email when he rented it. And he's like, yeah. I said, how much did you hate it? He goes, actually, I liked it. <laughs> and I was like, no, you didn't. He goes, no, I really did. I <laughs> right. didn't like it. <laughs> My favorite characters are Ben and Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick is delightful. Patrick is and delightful. And he's just quietly making Christmas happen in this house. <laughs> Supporting everyone. Who's who's the ambulance driver? Brad. Brad and, and Patrick uh, is the and Claire Dane is his Julie. Julie. I like when they when everything is going to fucking shit all over the place and he goes, I'm Brad by the way. And it had nothing to do with it. That made me laugh my ass. Who's Claire Dane? Yeah. In the room. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who the pretty lady is, but I'm going to say, Because this is the workout. But I can see Sybil, too. Um, My favorite scene is the Christmas morning Day of Reckoning. Yeah, it's hard to see. So good. (laughs) My favorite line, I think, is the uh, stop trying. And she's like, I've tried and tried and tried. And he's like, just stop. Everybody will be happier if you just stop trying. (laughs) And I don't know what my favorite tertiary object is. Pizza. The town. Okay. The town. I did like that inn. <laughs> and when she was at, when Julie was at the bus station, Tony's like, "Where is that bus station?" I was like, giant, that city like twenty. Hall? Like it is a beautiful. It wasn't bad, like four town. or five columns. It was like twenty columns. And I was like, "How big is this fucking also, city hall?" O'Malley's. She took a bus. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck takes a bus? Well, yeah. Wow. So what? Your accent was thick there, dude. Was it? Like, I know lots of people take the bus. But it I, slips out sometimes. I, I imagine that like they're close <laughs> enough still to New York that, like, you know, transit to and from New York yeah. is, is very yay present. Or or oh, yeah. It's a yay. So you got four yays, Carly. What? For my Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. <laughs> About Christmas. <laughs> All right. So. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Um, or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Tony, if he remembers, will put a picture of Elaine's mug up on our Facebook page since we talked about it so much during this episode. We talked about a lot of things. <laughs> like, it is a very nice mug. Like Pirelli's Miracle Elixir? Mm, well, we don't have any of that. Um, well, it smells well, like piss. And tune in next week on the podcast. For Elaine's pick. <laughs> I was taking a picture of her fucking mug. Sorry. He can't do two things. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> it's like when I pat my what head. What do you... So I, I went through I, I, and I, I, I tried to find sci-fi movies about turkey. <laughs> sci-fi movies about Thanksgiving. Pickens, Pickens were slim, I imagine. There's, there's, unless I want to do Thanksgiving. I looked at that a couple of times. That's fucking but, terrible. Is that the one you made yes. us watch part of? Oh, it was bad. Yeah, so Eventually, got even very Tony mad. said... Okay, I can't do this anymore. So then I'm talking to John, and I'm like, I just cannot think of a movie I want to do. She wanted to do. What, what about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Is that not Oh, ba- uh, Battle something? Battle something. Battle Star Galactica? No, no. It was a movie you wanted to do. Battleship? No. Battlefield Earth? No. What movie were you trying to do? You I looked don't it up. Know. Like, made what, all the what, money. If it made, what if it didn't make the money in the U.S.? Yeah, like, no, it made half a, a million, made, half a billion made dollars. It made a shit ton of money, but not in the U.S. It didn't make its money back in the U.S. <laughs> I can't remember what was I was looking at. What was I looking at? Maybe it's on. Hold on, let me turn on my IMDb. What is in my? We are leaving them in suspense. What uh-huh. did she pick? <laughs> oh, I wanted to do Pacific Rim. That's it. Oh, that made all the money. Because. <laughs> 
And See? Elaine always tries to sneak that movie. It's like, this, no, it doesn't fucking qualify. Let it go. So what happened was, I'm looking for movies, and I'm trying to decide what to do, and I can't do a Thanksgiving-themed movie. And then I decided I wanted to go back to the disaster-themed genre. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then I was looking at disaster movies, and I really want to do Twister, but you can't do Twister. No, and then <laughs> I didn't really feel like doing The Day After Tomorrow or 2012. 2012 is terrible, but yeah, Day After Tomorrow is on my list. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Quaid's great. And then... Um, that um, that has uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in there, too, so we could finally actually do a movie with him in it. And then, Besides the potato, potato So then potato. I realized that I've never done Dante's Peak. I did Volcano. The other co- Volcano movie. I did Volcano, and we talked about Dante, Pe- Dante's Peak and how it was a superior movie when I did Volcano. But I never actually picked Dante's Peak, so I have picked Dante's Peak. Finally, the debate will be settled. So, Happy Thanksgiving... Volcano. I want to and hollered out volcano. Keep, keep you warm this holiday season. Yes, with the magma. Erupting with thanks. Magma. Magma is lava. If you didn't know. Okay. Ooh, Judy Garland. I love this song. This always reminds me of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> they play this version of this song in its entirety in this movie. So in the trivia, they said that they re. It and they used the original score and they digitally enhanced her voice to make it as they didn't need to. Judy Garland, can... no, but they like cleaned it up so that it sounded as if the she soul. was alive and singing. And, and they then, put both on the soundtrack, yeah, they put both on the soundtrack so you can compare it. Huh. But they re like they re did the music and they used every single note exactly as the original, they didn't change anything. Hell of a singer. <laughs> 